in five, four, three, two, one. Homie Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm -hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right. All right. All right. Welcome in, everybody. It is Monday, October 17th. This is the University of Louisville College of Business Studios, where we do the Mike Rutherford Show every Monday through Friday, 3 to 6, right here on 1450 and 96.1. The Big X. We are here today, as I said, uh, until 6 o'clock, normal standard hours uh, for the show. we got a lot to talk about. It's a big week for U of Athletics. Last week was bye week in football. Not a whole lot else going on. Out, off the court, on the court, on the field, off the court, anything. This week, not so. We are, are, are counting down to a huge weekend where we're going to have Louisville Live on Friday out there at Slugger Field. Plenty to talk about there. Who's coming, who's not coming. First look at Kenny Payne's first men's basketball team. First look at Jeff Walls, hopefully with a, another national title contender. Saturday, big-time game at Cardinal Stadium against Pitt. Homecoming, kicking off the second half of a U of L football season that is certainly wrought with storylines. And then Sunday, red-white scrimmage, first chance to look at uh, Kenny Payne's team in action. So, lots to talk about. In between then, we've got also volleyball, still rocking and rolling. we got men's soccer, trying to bounce back from a loss. we got other things to talk about, but it's a huge weekend. And we're excited to be talking about that for the next five days, getting you ready for uh, for all that good stuff. we got intern Patrick in the house today, rocking his Tennessee Volunteers uh, pullover. We're going to talk about, obviously, Tennessee's big win over Alabama. we got TK rocking the Seattle Kraken t-shirt, looking a little spacey today. That's okay. How are you? Still celebrating the Eagles' win, perhaps, from last night? I'm going to bring the excitement for four days this week, starting tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what happened last night? Were you too into the Eagles' victory over the Cowboys? The thrill of his first Cowboys win was just like uh, Sky Smalls from Sandlot. Just you couldn't take it. First of all, not like first cow, like it's the first time I've ever seen the Eagles beat the Cowboys. It's been a while. I mean, they won won seven out of nine. So, I mean, it had been... uh, They'd come few and far between, but it was, uh, yeah, it was it was a good win, though. A little rough because I overslept because I, I fell asleep with the window open up last night. Oh, uh, got cold. Oh, man, I woke up, I mean, I woke up at like 2.25 just feeling rough, and I'm still just getting it out of my system. You might not have normal Trevor until about 4.15-ish. Will anybody know the difference? <laughs> Is the follow-up question there. <laughs> I don't know. It can, how well do you know me? If you're listening, how, Texting the time when real Trevor kicks in. Let us know. See if you know. On the Thornton sex line. Hey, intern Patrick. uh, What up, Darby's? (laughs) Did you not get food today? I woke up too late. Oh, you are sorry. You woke up too late to get food for the show at 3 p.m. How does that happen? 
Well, if I well because of school traffic and everything, I have to. Still, all you have to do is get up at like two o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> you couldn't make that happen today. Was not was not. What, t- what time did you go to sleep? Uh, like four. So you got you still got a full ten hours of sleep, over ten hours of sleep, but you couldn't get up in time to get food before the show. Well, not necessarily. I woke up twice to pee. If you can tell when real Trevor kicks in, let us know on the Thornton Stocks line. As always, we're taking your texts for the next three hours. 502-414-1450 uh, is the number to text into the show. I was in Knoxville this weekend. I can't help it. Eh, no, you are. <laughs> Give us your questions, your thoughts, your comments, your concerns, your show topic ideas. Uh, and while you're at it, download the Refreshing Rewards app. It's going to save you money every time you need to fuel up at one of these 65,612 area Thornton's locations. Also, if you want to save some money on the food inside, Thornton's, fantastic food. They've got employees dedicated solely Taking care of that food, making sure that they've got the freshest donuts, the best coffee, the best uh, you know pepperoni pretzels, the best everything is at Th- Area Thornton's, and they're going to save you money if you use that refreshing rewards app. And then text us at 502-414-1450. Uh, overall, TK, outside of your rough Sunday night or whatever led to you looking the way that you look right now, which is... It's called life, my friend. More haggard than usual. It's called, it's called it's just called daily life. He really soaked <laughs> up the bye week, really just got his fill. Hey, the Eagles have, it's perfect. The Eagles are on by this this upcoming weekend, so it's all dedicated to UBL for me this weekend. Well, we had you know you and I both. Neither one of us saw our football teams lose over the weekend. Yeah, you had a you had both by, both your teams landing on the by the same weekend. That's crazy. It was nice. It was it was enjoyable. Yeah, that's insane. No so, losing football for Mike Rutherford. So I mean, with with no excuses to to give the the family of why you can't go to the pumpkin patch. What did what'd you do this weekend? Oh, we did everything. A lot of stuff with the kids. A lot of decoration looking. Would it have mattered if there was games? No. No. I mean, still, yeah. It's, it really changed little, especially about my Sunday. Like, I'm, I'm allowed to watch the – I can watch the UofL games because it's work. But Sundays, I don't really get well, off the line. This is something I never stood – like, if I was in a relationship, you're only asking for 17 Sundays out of the whole year. The rest of the year, it's, it's boom. It's all me. I just want – and not even 17. Technically, 16 because you're on a bye week. Well, if it's a relationship, that's one thing. But if you have kids involved, that's that's different. Well, it's only it's three hours of every Sunday. You don't even have to take the whole Sunday. Just take four hours or three hours of that Sunday. Well, then what is she getting? It's not so much to ask. It's you. Don't, you haven't had two kids under the age of three. It's a lot to ask. It's <laughs> it's it's not easy. It's not fun. She can't. She, <laughs> I'm not talking. I, I know Mary would do this. So don't get mad at me. But I'm just talking about the the average relationship. You know, not yours. You know, but another one <laughs> where they get get the make. Ladies, let let him have his seventeen Sundays out of the year. I don't think that's how it works. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't have one friend who gets gets to live that life. Oh, because you know, you're not the first one I've given this speech to, or the first audience I've given it to. I, I've I, I've had I've had this talk with many and many of friends. I'm like, yeah, I'm missing the game because I've got to go to a diaper party. I'm like, you you only get you're not like asking for fifty two of these a year. Less than like five percent of them. Do you think this mentality may play a role? <laughs> In you being in your forties and not married with children, I liked married with children. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is the reason why I am happily a bachelor. There you go. Listen, day, listen, lady, you don't you don't want to meet me halfway. I'm not asking for a lot, really. I, I'm not asking for the moon and the stars. I'm not even asking for you know a, a good morning wake up. I'm just saying you know. Give me, give me, give me three hours of seventeen weeks a year on Sundays. Well, but then you want like three hours on Saturdays too. That's true. Yeah. And then you're gonna want like video games and. Well, if I have to give him some video game time for my Sundays, we, we, <laughs> it's a give and take. I know what relationships are about 
about giving and taking. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, we had. I mean, I, I, I certainly get because with U of L stuff, it's not just sitting there and watching the game. Like I've got to make sure Car Chronicles working. I got to write up stuff. Um, so it's like it's a large chunk of the day. And so, if you didn't have Car Chronicle, would you even get to watch me U of L games? Yes, of course. Okay. U of L games, yeah, but the, the Lions, admittedly, I, I'm a, I'm less hyper fan when it comes to the Lions than I am with U of L stuff. No, that's true. So if, if I've got to give were, up one or the other, I'm, I'm giving up Sunday. If you were as big in Lions fans as I'm an Eagles fan, though, you would fight for this, right? Probably. Okay. Yeah, but like Sundays, I don't. Like, I mean, I've, I said it before. I, I'm not a. I'm not the biggest NFL fan in the world. Like, well, it does not bother me to be Lions doing stuff with my kids beat on that Sundays. Out of you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, but the even the, even then, like, I, I mean, I've got no NBA teams, and I'm still. I like the NBA a lot more than I like the NFL. Yeah. Um, it's just not my thing. But I follow it sometimes. Like, I get to watch. Like, I watched the Sunday night game last night, which was cool. The, the, watching the Eagles, I watched first mo- half was especially good. Most of the Bills Chiefs, which was nice. But like, yeah, I mean, if, if I've got to give up Sunday afternoons, it's fine. And what was this Sunday's afternoon given up for? What did what did you sacrifice a good Sunday of football for this weekend? We went to we, we went to some playground stuff. Then we went to my parents. Um, they they have a bunch of Halloween decorations in their neighborhood. Virginia's all about it, and she wanted to see to go over and hang out with Nana. So we went there. John flipped out the entire time, which was not great, but uh, it was it was okay. Um, but we went over there, looked, walked around, looked at decorations, did some Halloween stuff. It was fun, it was good. I can't help but look at intern Patrick, who's a young. 17-year-old, vibrant young man who's got the whole life ahead of him. And you look, this is like one of those books, like pick your ending, pick your story thing. Patrick, you've got over and on, in the other room with you, married, can't Patrick, watch Patrick's football. like a three-year relationship over here, by Can't the way. watch football. He's got a longer relationship and than it, you've it, had. Yeah, no, well, that's not true, actually. <laughs> you got longer than three years? Yeah, my longest was almost 11. Really? Yeah. I knew it was a while. I didn't know it was that long. Yeah, it was, that's, and it's been single ever since. <laughs> you got us cool. wood. Got us cool. <laughs> or you got me over here. 42, single, can do what he wants. Just think about that. Just think about that, buddy. I'm thinking about it. Okay. <laughs> kids are fun, man. Uh, I mean, I, I don't I don't mind giving up the Sundays. I, I no kids are fun. There's they're, definitely they're, a part they're funner me, when there's someone else's, but yeah. There's definitely a part that like you know, when a great game's happening and I'm missing it or I'm you know getting texts on my phone when I'm rocking John to sleep. That's like you know it would be nice to be able to sit around and do nothing for a full Sunday. But at the same time, like I I'm willing to give the trade. Speaking, I still feel like I win. I speak, love my kids. Speaking of kids, and, uh, and and I'm going to make that trade for you, too. But speaking of kids, we got to give a shout to Roush, who is now a new second father. Oh, he is. Uh, he, he had I should have se- known when he, when he commented on my Instagram post last night that, that, he, <laughs> that he was doing nothing else, that he was just trying to kill some time. He has a set, Duke is now a big brother to uh, Frank. Duke and Frank. By the way, just great manly names from the South End. Classic to sales. Ra- Roush just screams South End. He does. Man. He's got my kids Duke, Duke and, and Frank. Frank. Duke and Frank Roush. I mean, they're, they're, if you you can tell me in 10 years, there's going to be kids with wedgies and shoved in lockers all over that neighborhood. Thanks to Duke and Frank. Uh, we could not have different. Like, like, so he's got the the monosyllabic like first and last names. Duke Roush. Boom. Done. I've got. My daughter has the longest name in human history, <laughs> Virginia Elizabeth Rutherford. She's gonna when she takes her ACTs and stuff, she's gonna be filling out the name bubbles while like everybody else is halfway through the first. She get section. extra points for filling out her name right on the SATs for having. They may not names. have enough. Like I remember how <laughs> how much I hated filling out Michael Rutherford, and now her name is like if it's just Virginia Rutherford, it's like a full it's one letter longer. If she has to do the middle name, God help her. I we give our kids the long. Well, John's not bad. John John's fine, but like Duke Roush, Virginia Rutherford. 
Ferd. I'm not sure terrible. what Duke's middle name is. I did see in, in our text thread. I forget what he said. He did, what his middle name is. Big kid, eight eight pounds, eleven ounces. That's a big boy. At, well, you see Roush. He's not he's not too tiny himself. And his wife played volleyball. She's yeah, tall. she's tall, very tall. Yeah, yeah. So we got two future Louisville Cardinal basketball power forward and centers over here. They're definitely going to Uval. Oh, definitely. That's that's a given. They've already accepted a scholarship. I both think. fans, both parents are big fans. But I think he said in the text that is. Uh, the uh, he he was the middle name was the, they were going to name it Martin, his middle name because it was a family name. But then he said once they said it out loud, I guess it was Frank Martin. Oh <laughs> right? uh, yeah, can't, can't do, do that. It. Can't do it. Like nope, sorry. Hey, I already gave you Duke. Okay, I'm not giving you South Carolina as well. I it mean, is funny how like you said to the wife probably you get set on names <laughs> until like something in the last second. You're like oh, I probably should have thought of that. Like for instance, my little sister. She's Katie, but she's Catherine Pierce Rutherford. Uh, Pierce was my grandfather's last name. And when they they were going to spell it with a C, they wanted Catherine with a C. And like at the last second, they realized, oh, her initials are going to be CPR. That's that's the, that's the first thing I think of if I was going to name a kid is what would their initials spell out to be? Yeah. Like my buddy's kid is uh, Taylor Ashton Price. It's Tap. 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 Okay. Though. Which that's not bad. Yeah, you're right. That's not bad. But I'm mean, saying like that's the first thing I would think of when I would be naming a kid. I'd be like, okay. I mean, because I, I was always, I would always go with my grandfather. Jack would probably be the name I'd end up going with a boy. If she has a problem with that, well, you know, hold it in. Uh, and then, but I'd have to think of the middle name too. So, yeah, I can't have, a, I can't, I don't think, I guess I can't have really. What about Daniel Jack and made his middle name given an A? a his yeah, name would yeah. initials would spell Jack. <laughs> it reminds me of the old like uh, the L.O. Bean backpacks that everybody had when I was growing up. They had the initials that you had, the initials on the back. Yeah. And if you had like a weird initial, you didn't want to get you couldn't get the cool backpack yes. because you didn't want to get made fun of. <laughs> I had one friend. I can't even repeat what the initial says. I'll tell Ooh, you I'm fair. curious. Yeah. Because <laughs> and it was it was bad. And was, he was like, I'll never get a backpack with my name on it. But that was a we thought about. Little stuff like that you have to think about when you're having oh, yeah. the name battles. My mom said that when she, she came up with my little name because she wanted to, something that rolled off the tongue when she screamed it down the street at me when I was in trouble. Trevor! It Trevor, works. Trevor Michael Kelsey! You don't feel like, like, I feel like Trevor has never shouted, when I think about shouting that name, it's always in anger. I don't know if it's just because I know you, <laughs> but I can't imagine being like, Trevor! I've already yelled in passion, It's too. always just like, Trevor! <laughs> Trevor. <laughs> Trevor? You never heard of it. Put some happiness on there, man. Come on. Trevor. 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 There's my, there's Trevor. <laughs> but we had, the only thing that we kind of were concerned about with John is we wanted to do, well, Mary wanted to do John Michael. She wanted to do the junior. I didn't want to do that. But so then she was going to do, we went with John Thomas, which was John is three of our four grandfather's names. Yeah. And then it's also my first name. I mean, it's not so an seemed, uncommon name. Yeah, it I mean. seemed like a, kind of a no-brainer. And then Thomas is her dad's name. But she's very – she doesn't want people to call him JT. And I'm like, stuff like that's just going to happen. Like, you, you can't, That's up to him. You can't control it. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, it's more – here's who it's up to. It's more about the friends than it is anything else. I For guess. instance, like my name is John Michael. My closest friends have called me Ron since my junior year of high school. It's a nickname that I thought was going to last five You're going to tell me eventually one day what I'm not. They don't even know. Well, most of them know. It's lasted 21 years. It's just – the kids are going to call their friends what they're going to call them. I'm just going to associate with Captain Ron for some reason. My mom always tried to fight to keep me like Michael. She didn't want it to be Mike. And then you play sports and, like, you know, coaches start filling out, like, lines for Mike. Mike, you know, friends are calling you Mike. Like, it just – yeah, you, I think you, it, you can't control that thing. Now, at least with 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 John though, if he wanted to go by JT, which I don't see, I don't, I don't think I see as many JTs as you do other initial names. I feel like anybody who has like 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 people always call Justin Thomas JT, 
People call Justin Timberlake. Well, that's, JT. A, that's a nickname. That's because but everybody you know, wants to do initial nickname. I think JT was in the, there's a baseball catcher like JT. Real yeah. Uh, yeah. Phillies catcher. Yeah. That's what I was saying. I thought there was one. My, um, mom, my mom doesn't like when I, people call me Pat, but it, it, it just happens. happens. I probably wouldn't do that. I'd probably go Patrick if I was yeah. comfortable. But. but my first baseball, my first pitching start, my sophomore year, like the coach that filled out the lineups would write Pat Ryan on the lineups. Uh-huh. So when they announced I was starting, like starting pitcher Pat Ryan, my mom did not like it. She cringed. <laughs> yeah. But you can't control these but, things. But at least with, like, John Thomas, like, in, if he's listening, he's going to get mad because he gets mad when I think I bring this up. But, like, at least he, he can go by JT. Opposed to someone maybe, like, that does isn't a junior or a J and goes by TJ, but they're actually the second. Terry Walker. T- Terry Walker the second. Yeah. Wait, Terry, but he go- Hold on. TJ he, goes by TJ, but he's not a TJ? He's, he's not a TJ. He's Terry Walker the so second. So they just decided to call him TJ. Yes. You know, he decided to call fast, him. This is fast. He decided news. to call himself TJ. Like, he, he made it decide, up. He just decided he's TJ. And then I one morning start calling him T2, and uh, he don't, don't do that, by the way. He doesn't like that. So I, <laughs> It's like blowing in the face of a dog. I mean, I just, not a good thing I just assumed he was like a you know, Terry John. Well, and I knew his dad was Terry. So, I mean, his, his dad's awesome. So, I was like, I assumed he was as well a junior. And then. That's wild. It was having a conversation with another friend. That that I found out that I was they told me their dad was saying him. I was like, Oh, so you're a junior, you're RJ. He's like, No, I'm actually the second. And that's the, and this this led to a whole conversation of how what's the difference? Right. It's just a matter of the pre- really it's just the parents' preference. My dad is actually Edward Ryan Jr. They started going by Dugan. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what happened. Yeah, but that's sometimes like nicknames are just kind of spawn, but like usually if it's an if it's a if it's a initial name, it's always based on the actual name. Yeah, like, exactly. I don't, know any, I don't know anybody who's been like, I'm JT, but my name is like John Patrick. Yeah, that's, and, and I don't know how you can just suddenly add a, become a junior just because you think TJ sounds better than Terry. He did it. He did it. Props to the Big X, by the way. This is now, since I've been here, which is just, what, about 14, 15 months. A little bit over here, yeah. We've had babies everywhere. Like, TJ and I had a baby in the same month. Yeah. Now Roush is back with with his second. We just, yeah. I mean, God knows how many people Trevor's knocked up. We don't, we don't know what's going on. We don't know what's been going on. I'm, Fifteen I'm, months, you could have done I'm a lot. I'm less than a year away from wearing adult diapers. <laughs> <laughs> just babies everywhere. Big X Baby Nation. Where, uh, but congrats to the Roush family. I'm sure that was a very, very cool. And he got a big time win Saturday night to celebrate. Yeah, they did. They kept, they kept the streak alive. Which, Every other year alive. I called. You didn't. Like there's the did one. I not pick that. <laughs> the motion got to you. It was the very end of the show, and I was like, I'm glad you did that because I'm picking UK. There was a top Saturday night, which, by the way, I don't know, on the on the realm of names, my uh, DoorDasher's name was Virginia this week, this Saturday. Oh, you don't see many Virginias. I almost texted, like, hey, look, she's bringing me food. Maybe my mom. Uh, Picked up a a fifth job. My mom did DoorDash. (laughs) I can't imagine seeing my mom doing DoorDash. She'd get lost in every neighborhood. She'd call and complain to the people, even though she's the one late. Um, But... No, I was I was watching the games. And I kept thinking to myself, I was like, "Who do I root for? Who did I pick?" Damn it, I could not remember a thing. I want to text you and ask you if you could send me a list. I think you still ended up beating me because uh, I, I couldn't remember which games I actually picked on which in which big games. You pick, I, I know because I, I predicted you, you Clemson Tennessee. over Florida State. You you got that because I remember I, I actually predicted Tennessee semi right. I was like, "It's going to look like last year's A and M game. They'll jump up big. They'll come back. They'll go back and forth." But did I pick Tennessee to win? No. Ah, oh, crap. No. <laughs> Semi-right. No, you... And all the way up to the end. We both picked Alabama. Couldn't remember. Uh, we can start there if you want. What did, what did I do? How did I do this weekend? 
I haven't added up all the. I oh, think okay. We had three differences. I think you got two of, the, of our games that we picked differently. And then I got the, the only one that I got right that you didn't was. So you I, I've, I've only I've extended my lead by a game. I think you're now up three. Um, oh, I'm just starting. I don't, I don't even think I can see behind me anymore. Because you got. Uh, I'm getting so far away, man. Good it's, Lord. It's, it's all happening. What did you say? I can't hear you back there. <laughs> you got Clemson. Um, I picked Florida State with the upset. Yeah, I knew that. I, I did remember that one because we both said this is our time to come back and yada, 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 yeah. And then I take it back. Actually, that, that's one of the only. We only picked two games differently. Oh. So we that? tied. UK and, and Mississippi State was the only one that we picked differently. Okay, so I'm still ahead of you, though. You're still ahead of me by, by two games. That's how I heard was ahead. We both missed um, – We bo- I should have picked Q's to beat NC State. Knowing no, Devin, that Devin was – Larry was out. That was the one also. I remember I even said, do I want to change my mind? Do I want to change my mind? And I or die. I know. We, we, we went against our own movement. I mean, Dennis Leary – Leary hasn't disappointed me this since two if I see. It, yeah. was, it was bad. We both missed um, – uh, Oklahoma State at TCU too, which we should have got. That won. Oklahoma State should have won we that when they were up. They yeah, they let that away. game away. Yeah. yeah. Besides that though, I think we we're all good. Got so we so we went seven out of seven eight out of eight of ten. Uh, second straight week, I think we both went seven and three. Well, you start doing these on the money lines, get some money for us. There you go. Um, let's talk. We can talk about the weekend that was. Obviously, we've got U of L stuff to get to, but that's going to happen as we get closer and closer to the weekend. That's when the U of L talk is really going to ratchet up. Last week was kind of the last sort of. I mean, I don't want to say easy, but like the last kind of non-newsy, gigantic newsy week that we're going to have for the next, what, five, six months? Because starting this weekend, you've got football and basketball coexisting. We've got Louisville Live. We've got homecoming game. We've got the red-white scrimmage. And then from this point forward, you're going to have the IRP at some point, we think, in the next two or three weeks. Then you've got basketball ratcheting up. You're going to have football, which the defining storylines are going to be, I mean, who knows what? Is it Satterfield saving his job? Is it Satterfield clearly going to be fired at the end of the season? Is it Satterfield once again making this as awkward as humanly possible? Which, by the way, now seems very, very, I don't want to say likely, but the path to 6-6. and You've got Pitt this weekend. You're a one-point favorite in this game as of right now. The Pitt does not look quite as strong as we thought they were going to. They were on bye week this week as well. They were on bye week as well. You now have James Madison gets beat over the weekend. Even yeah, if, even they gave up a lead. Even if they'd been undefeated and in the top 25, it's still a group of five team. You're going to be favored in that game. People think that you should win it. Did you feel confident when you saw James Madison give the most passing yards in like Division One? I, I think, in a game or something? No, but that's fine. I think they got through for like almost 600 yards on him. And then on top of that, you've got Devin Leary list NC State. He's out for the entire year. We, yeah, we thought he was going to be out potentially for just Saturday. They announced Saturday morning he's out for the entire year. He'll be back next year for year eight. He will. And, and they... Looked awful on offense against Syracuse on Saturday. Yeah, looked off, yeah. That's three wins, my friends. <laughs> that is the path to the previously unfathomable six and six season. I, I, I like which I, is what we've been saying since the, like back in like February. I like the one I, thing he can't do is go six and six. So you know that's the one thing he's going to oh, do. Yeah. It is very much in play right now. Very much in play. The only thing that make it weirder because six and six would beat Kentucky. Well, that's not. I mean, I don't, let's. Let's pump the brakes on the reality. I don't know. Here. You never know. Maybe they'll call. Stop, like, don't maybe, do it. Maybe they'll call nine straight screens and we'll get some inner pick sixes again. I'm seeing some little fans that are, are falling into the trap again. <laughs> no, they're, no. they're like watching the game on Saturday. They're like, I'm telling you, this like, UK team, they look less and less impressed. I'm like, stop. Stop. We're not doing this again this you year. You all do know they won the game, right? We're not do- they beat they, a nationally they, ranked yeah. Mississippi State team. If they had lost by like 28 to nothing, maybe then you could maybe like start like blowing smoke up my room. We're not in. doing it again this year. I'm, you know, I'm not doing it this I'm year. Not, no, I'm not either because I'm like, I'm watching the game. I'm thinking Chris Rodriguez would have like a 220 yards on us. 
And the thing is, <laughs> like we've talked about, I feel like ad nauseum for the last. It's like who you've beaten and who you lose to. It matters in that six and six, seven and five, five and seven type equation. And so you know it's going to be. <laughs> you know it's going to be like the least impressive wins out, out of the. We, we have six games left. Five of these are against top twenty-five opponents currently. James Madison, I, I assume, would drop it out of the rankings today. Yeah, they did. You're going to like like the least impressive wins out of the that six would clearly be Pitt, James Madison, and now Devin Leary without him, NC State. Yeah. They'll be unranked by then. Wake Forest is top fifteen. I wish we didn't, they'd have as many weeks to get ready for us without doing yeah, for sure. either. Wake Forest is top fifteen right now. Their only losses to to Clemson in double overtime. Clemson's unbeaten. They're probably still going to be top twenty five. Oh, top five, us, chasing yeah. a national title when we play them. And then UK, who is I think number nineteen now, regardless yeah, of where they're they, they, where they're going to rank in that game, they've owned you the last three times you've played. Yeah. They've clearly been the superior program in recent years. They still are. Like any one of those three wins would matter more than the three games that we're talking about. So you know those aren't going to be one of the games that we win. We no. don't win that type of game. We, we don't get the – if you go 6-6. Six 6-6 and six, six and six was a, not a blowout to UK? No. In the game in the fourth quarter? I'm trying to make – I'm trying to that's find – That's a baby step, but it's still not going to change things. No, no. I'm just trying to think of a way to make things more awkward for Satterfield to us. Actually, that's probably – you're probably <laughs> that's right. That's what – no, it's I'm – 6-6 six and six <laughs> with like a 10-point loss to UK. No. no the, the, actually winning against UK or even probably being closer – in that pipe dream of like the going six and zero thing we talked about at the beginning of the year that I said, like that's in the realm that's at right now. But like I'm just thinking, what could be the most like because going six six, you're right, is the most awkward way he could finish. I'll tell you what it is. I'll tell you what it is. We're going to two of them are shutouts. <laughs> we're going six and six. Like it's, it's a foregone. We are hurtling through space, uncontrollable, and the only possible landing spot is a six and six record that produces supreme awkwardness. We're gonna. We're going to be pit this, pit this weekend, though. I don't know how. I, like, when, <laughs> when I look at us being a one-point favorite, I'm like, the fact that they damn near beat Tennessee in Week 2 looks a lot better now than it did even a week ago. But we're going to find a way to win this game. We're really? going to lose to Wake Forest in horrific fashion. Or the, the only other possibility is we lose to Pitt this weekend, we beat Wake, Wake's season just completely tanks afterwards, and it, it looks like a whatever victory. We're going one-on-one one in these two games. That's all, I, that's all I can tell you. We're going to beat James Madison. We're going to get destroyed by Clemson. Oh, yeah. Clemson will beat us so badly that people are like, we can't keep him. We're, no, not, we're is, not even competitive with, with, with Clemson. It's not going to be 2018. Beat Hold on. Mean. I mean, I'm getting there. Yeah. We're going to beat NC State without Devin Leary, so people are going to say it doesn't matter. And then we're going to be competitive enough with Kentucky. <laughs> Define competitive. We're like in the game, and we kind of – like we have a couple of chances in the fourth quarter where we're down by one score – we end up losing by like 13, though, 10 to 13. Okay, they scored late to, to, yeah. to double digits. And it's kind of like, eh, they were mostly in control, but we, we were within striking distance. It's a baby step towards being – but, like, UL fans aren't going to celebrate it, but it's also not like a, this isn't good enough. We're, we've lost four games by 45 points plus. Like, you got to get rid of them now. It's going to be just enough to, for people to be like, you know, whatever. We're 6-6, six and six, and then poor, gonna, poor Josh Hurd comes – like, what the hell am I supposed to do with this? Well, because we, we probably go to a bowl, right? We, yeah, well, six and six, we're definitely going. Okay, the bowl. so Josh, do you, I mean, I mean, I, I guess you'd make the decision before the bowl game, but then we beat like some like five and six 
It doesn't matter. The, the, the bowl game doesn't matter. Yeah, okay, you're right. Because he would probably, you'd have to make the decision before the bowl game anyway. We'll beat Louisiana or somebody, or we'll lose to Cincinnati, <laughs> which is the, I think, the military bowl prediction right now for, by Brett McCarthy. He has us playing UC. Oh, he got us back in the bowl. That's good. Nice. He's, the last two weeks have been a bowl game for him. Nobody else has us. I thought, I was going to say, I thought, I thought we got dropped by most people. Most people did. But he's got us, in, he had us playing Memphis last week in the Fenway Bowl. This week he's got us playing Cincinnati in the military bowl. Now, I wonder if this is, I can't decide whether it's because he believes in us or he forgot we were there. But isn't this the most like, the, doesn't this feel like almost unavoidable at this point? He's not going to make it easy on us one way or the other. He's not going to win enough for everybody to say, okay, I haven't been thrilled with this tenure so far, he's already, he's already, but he's but he's done enough to keep him around, to give him a fifth year, and let's get this recruiting class in and see what we can do. He's also not going to do the bare minimum and get himself fired where it's like four and eight. We can't be, no way we can keep. I don't care if we've got the best recruiting class in the country coming in. He's got to go. He sounds like you me when know I he's going six and six. He you like, know. He sounds like me when I worked at Toys R Us. Like I just did. I didn't go. I didn't go beyond. But I kept it at a bare minimum. Of course, my buddy, you'll be always say minimum wage. Didn't you get fired from Toys R Us? Yeah, but that was for selling Pokemon cards in the parking so lot. So the the, the the comparison doesn't work. You ended up getting fired. You did not do nearly enough to keep. Well, hopefully, up. it is like me at Toys R Us than with Satterfield. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about him going six and six and making it hard on everybody, which was always the most likely possibility coming into the season. And it feels now, you knew it was going to happen. Like you knew that somehow the light was going to open up at the end of the tunnel. Somebody's going to get hurt. Some teams weren't going to look as good. Some teams were going to look better. However, we could possibly get to six and six. You knew we were going to get there. Your acting like this is a, maybe a good thing. No, how how are you taking that from what I'm saying? Are you listening at all? You're like the light is opened up and injuries, so we got six and six ahead of no, us. No, to get to six and six. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, I need I need I need cognizant Trevor to kick, to get here soon. I need, no, I need he, that to kick in. He, we've been waiting 14 months. 4:15. For we need. <laughs> we can't get there soon enough. Let's take a break. Maybe 4:20. When we come back, uh, we'll take some texts. 502-414-1450. We'll also talk about the other big storylines of the weekend. Tennessee, Alabama, clearly. Uh, the big thing here locally is Tennessee for real. Are they really back? Because they lose to UK. The, the curse of I hate Tennessee is, is is over. It's over. It's done. That poor guy. I wonder where he is. <sighs> I love that guy. They got read somewhere on like the YouTube he graduated like a four point Did he seem smart? Yeah, they, they did. They did do like a ten year anniversary on him. He's like working. At, like he was like a. Uh, computer science kid. He's working like computers and stuff. We'll talk about the big storylines of the weekend outside of the Eagles looking good again. Uh, we'll try to get Trevor, we'll splash Eagles some cold water on Trevor's face. Uh, we'll do all that good stuff. During the break, when we come back, Mike Rutherford Show rolls on next here on five, uh, 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Monday. Hope your weekend was fantastic. We're back here on the Mike Rutherford Show. 
1450 and Nexus One, the big X. Trevor, you were in, I was in here earlier today uh, doing the commercial with Jay. Well, I can't wait to watch it this, uh, this week. Super insane. Like, just insane graphics this week. We had some pyros going. It was uh, crazy. Yeah, pyro. Pyro going. Uh, special effects. A like, little 3D stuff going on. It was crazy. Sparklers? Insane. Yeah. Sparklers, whatever. Sparklers and snakes. But I'm sitting here like 320 or 220 talking to, to Troy afterwards. And, like, I guess they're testing out the generator back there. And, like, out of nowhere, it's like, <laughs> like, buzzing in my ear. I was like, I was like, can we, are they going to be able to get this done before three? And Troy went out there and made sure that it was, uh, it was not going to happen. I was like, this is going to be a terrible, worse than usual show if we've got this going on in the background. Because it was, it would have carried over over the airways. It was very, very loud. Troy's uh, had a rough weekend with the Browns. Boy. Troy talked about it. He was willing to talk about it. Now, he's still, he's got the Guardians. He's holding out hope for tonight. Yeah, that's Game right. Five. 707 TBS. Have you have you talked to uh, our, our man uh, on the inside, Dylan? Dylan is he's not a little nervous going into the series. He was like, "We're not healthy enough." He's like, "He's like, we're not healthy." He's like, "I think we're healthy enough to probably win the series. We're not healthy enough to win a World Series right now. We're just hoping we can get healthy." Well, that's because the Astros over the are so damn good. Two though. weeks, yeah. yeah. He's like, he's he was so he was nervous going into it, um, but I haven't talked. I have not talked to him since um, yesterday's game. Um, in text right after it was over. No, <laughs> he only does that after losses. Apparently, we were talking about we had the uh, the Alzheimer's walk on Saturday morning, and a bunch of my friends were were there, and we were kind of talking about how surprised we were after their loss. Like he's like, I was like, I'm watching the TV, I'm doing the radio show, and like they're not even in the clubhouse yet, and Dylan's like responding to the the text. I'm like, I'm like, all right, Dill. Did now speaking to respond, uh, I, I haven't watched. I told you, I'm not and I'm boycotting. It's just. You know, when your team loses, you just kind of want to watch, especially in the postseason. You're kind of like, and eh, I might take some time off here and sure. come back. Um, and, I, and I'm sure I'll, I'll watch a little bit of ALCS and NLCS, which NLCS is what the, it's going to be the Phillies and who are the Phillies playing? Padres. Padres. Uh, been looking at the first World Series since 95. Um, but did you see the, I guess, the home run celebration? The throw to the bat throw? But the uh, well, I was thinking the when the guy was dancing like he was doing like the, oh he he was doing the I'm your uh, talking to to Garrett Cole and saying I'm he's my bleeping son yeah and time. he started doing, and I think at some point he almost kind of did the Serrano like uh, I've got marbles he was there. rocking the baby oh I, and he was saying he said he was pointing to he's yelling at him as he rounded first and said you're my son and then as he rounded third base and looked at his own dugout dugout he said you're my he, he's my bleeping son which somebody looked it up he that guy's also he's hitting 111 off garrett cole lifetime <laughs> which i was like okay i mean 111 or are, are, are hitting a thousand I, I mean not to sound like you know old man baseball over here but is there is there a line maybe when when i'm the celebrate on the home runs that to me i was like that's a little bit much like the bat flip i can get in, in a certain moment i can understand the bat flip jose and I only, and I guess I only preference that because I'm going to defend Jose Batista. Batista I love it, a good bat flip. But yeah, in, in like a clutch moment, like Batista's, a good bat flip is okay. Like if you're down like nine and you do it, then maybe not. You know, it's like celebrating after you, you know, get a sack and like put the L's down for Duke. But like the the old, like what was the he? It, it kind of reminded me a mix of Serrano giving the I've got marbles and the catcher from uh, Angels in the Outfield. That used to they yeah. would pat his belly as he would go by. Like I thought, he was a mix between those two in some way. Like maybe he was trying to give the marbles thing, but he couldn't go his arms that far down. I feel you, buddy. But you know, I mean, I just I, I watched that and I thought, I'm, why does he got to make me feel like even more of an old man by thinking this? Just dude, don't do that. I had because usually I'm pro celebration and make baseball more fun. And this, but Josh Naylor's the guy, and he yeah, yeah he said he's my. 
he's my little bleeping son. I mean, you can talk. You can run your mouth if you want. You don't have to do the hand gestures, right? I, I did like Garrett Cole got asked about it afterwards, and he said, yeah, whatever, it's cute. Was <laughs> yes. his exact quote. It, see, this reminded me more of the, the Tennessee baseball celebrations from like last ba- college baseball season, which made everybody hate Tennessee. I, beg, I don't even People love him. celebrating in baseball, but like the, the, the one guy who was rounding first, like flip, flicking off the crowd as he like went by. Well, maybe off the, the center fielders. Yeah. yeah. They, were, the they were a little bit over the top. And That's also, the little extreme, And I their agree. fan base also <laughs> doing like, the, were the greatest college baseball team of all time. Like Everybody celebrated when they lost to Notre Dame in the Supers. Yeah, I do they were that. They were so over the top. I'm kind of like you in that, like I, I thought it would be rare for me to find a celebration that made me go old man and be like, eh, I don't like this is a little bit too much. That kind of felt like a little too much. Yeah, like yelling at him. After, first of all, it wasn't like a walk off home run. It <laughs> tied the game in like the fifth inning. It made it two two. I mean, he could have bat flipped it and been okay. Yeah, but I'm fine with a good bat. Or flip. even even give him a, if you want to stare him down as you're going around the bat bases, that's fine. Maybe maybe whisper a few words at him. Okay, he, he, the, the flicking off and the the. Like I said, and they you, lost the game. Like, like yeah, it, it wasn't like that. That hit ensured. It's gonna be awkward in the clubhouse. <laughs> it wasn't like that. Like ensured victory again. It was two two in the middle. It was the fourth inning. It was yeah. the middle of the game, and like it, it was a solo shot that just tied it up. Like I was, it, it seemed a little bit much for the moment. Like if that had been like to win the bottom of the 18th Astros and Mariners, then maybe. Then yeah. Which by I, the way, I I I turned. I was watching that Astros Mariners game in like I watched like the last three innings, and then I had to go do other stuff. I started watching like the UK game when it came on and then I put John to sleep and then I realized, oh my God, it's still on. I, 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 so I took put John down, watched the bottom of the 17th where uh, the, the Mariners actually had a guy in scoring position, second, couldn't yeah. get him in and then I watched, I saw the home run and then watched the end and I felt bad for Mariners fans but I did like that they they did like the classic fan thing. I like, started cheering for their team again after they started like, let's go Mariners chant like after the game was over and stuff but I felt bad for them. Like, Teams that have been waiting that long to get back in the playoffs, like give them one home playoff win. They only I, got one game. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what you get for the end of my season. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> All the teams that I wanted to win in, in like the MLB playoffs, it was a bad weekend for like my like just total oh, you, tertiary well, First fandom. of all, you're a baseball curse. I guess I am. You cursed us last year going, like, you know, I'm going to root for the Blue pl- Jays. I said if they made the playoffs. Somehow we, we, we won 97 games, still came and make it in the playoffs. I want to see the Thanks Mariners. To you. I, I, wanted, I like rooting for the Mariners. I'm obviously rooting for the Yankees because Dylan's yeah. there. And then I was like, I always kind of pull for the Dodgers because Will Smith is there. And he they, oh, yeah. get, they get beat. They get shocked by the pods. Uh, like every team that I kind of like sort of just pulled for as like a, I'm not really a fan, but I'm kind of jumping on over the weekend. Mississippi State, same thing. They lose to UK. It was just it was a it was a bad sports weekend for me, even though I had no real teams playing. I actually did watch the 17th, 18th inning of that Mariners game as well because I was when well, I was watching the UK game and I seen the bottom ticker and the ticket says 17. I thought it's gonna be a damn typo. Like there's no way it's in the 17th yeah. inning. So I, you know I find it on the game. I love how I get to the guy and I go to like TBS or wherever it was in the corner because and on the guide it says, it says you know Yankees Guardians. But in the corner of the Yankees Guardians game is like the little scoreboard we're on TNT, uh-huh. and they're like in the eighth inning. I know. I saw, I'm I like, saw this the game has almost overlapped the one it's supposed to be counting. Because right when the Mariners Astros game, they, they flipped <laughs> to Bob Costas, who's like, for those of you who've been watching on TBS, like we're now finally over. And the game was like almost over. Is it? I don't know. What I'm Did you see? Have you like like the Bob Costas? It, it feels like it's like I'm watching a Ken Burns documentary when what I watch you? Bob Costas call games. Like he just he goes into these stories. <laughs> but that's the point of baseball, though, right? It, it is, but like it's also I don't know. It's like a, a little bit much. It's 
It feels slightly over the top. And did you see the tweet over the weekend? <laughs> You're going to bring up the dragon thing again. <laughs> no, the dragon thing was was it, its own thing for sure. But like this guy, uh, Fitzy Mopena, tweeted out. He's like he's like he's like Bob Costas quote. While it may seem like a joyous night for fans on the banks of Lake Erie, the unfortunate truth remains: it is indeed possible that the Zodiac Killer, who has yet to be officially caught, <laughs> could be among the Cleveland fans. And then it just says Ron Darling. Yeah, I think he held. Did he sw- really say that? Oh, no, Trevor, you're ruining the joke. Ron Darling, quote. Yeah, I think he held a swing there, <laughs> which is exactly how those, all those broadcasts go. Like Ron Darling is so locked in on the action, like not paying any attention to Bob Costas, who's going on these just like monologues about things that don't pertain to baseball. It's just it's, it's hilarious. Like Darling would just be like, "I think slaughter here." Like then Costas just goes back into his thing. Like that's how all those broadcasts are. It's so strange. I haven't watched any of them. I mean, I like Bob Costas to a degree. I mean, so I'm a Costas fan. I mean, I like the I like the story times. I, my favorite part of that the thirty for thirty with the the OJ um, Knicks Houston Rockets game six or whatever. Yeah, the like still that, day that, that I remember vividly actually is, watching all that stuff is when Costas is off camera and he's like talking to his producers like no. No, I already said I'm Bob Costas. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh every time I think about it. It's all I can think of with Costas. Uh, kind of flipping back to baseball, not bat flipping, but flipping back. Is it, I don't know, some reason, like, I feel like they're over overhyping the Dodgers losing as some giant upset. When the Padres are probably just, well, didn't the Padres win almost 100 games themselves? Yeah, but, I mean, the Dodgers winning 111. They're clearly the best team all year. Yeah, but the, it's not like the, the Padres were, like, some kind of, like, no chance in hell to win. No, but I mean still. they they were they were they were clearly like the second best team in probably if not baseball to the Dodgers in at least the National League. Yeah, I mean maybe they, I guess they weren't the two seed technically because of the being unluckily positioned with the Dodgers. Yeah, I mean they. I mean you've got like I mean the amount of money they've got, the stars they've got on their team. I mean it just I don't know. It just feels I I get because the Dodgers won a hundred. Dodgers were eighty nine and seventy three. And they had some injury issues with probably. So they had the yeah they had I mean clearly a worse record than the Mets and the Braves. They had the they were the they were probably. But when you but I mean but that's kind of not fair because when you look you talk you talk about the roster and all the stars they I mean they bring in Soto they've got Machado you've got I mean they they're loaded. No more different no more loaded than the Dodgers are probably. Yeah, but I mean they 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 lose Tatis which is a huge deal. Yeah, they don't have him right. Like they're definitely not. Like the, the the big story is the Dodgers just being like 111 wins, setting all these records. I mean, that's the most the Dodgers have been around forever. It's the most t- games they've ever won a regular season in the history of the franchise, and for them to be such like prohibitive favorites to win it all and to go out in four games, I think is is the bigger storyline. Well, that being said, then and we we both said we like we like the way their playoff formats are done. The NBA changed theirs because they want to avoid upsets. Yep. Does this start making baseball wonder? It's the big conversation. You've got Mets losing in three. You've got the Dodgers now losing in four. You know these are seven game series. There's no, you know. But baseball's always been like this, and the only way- baseball's also about the longevity and to do two and three game series, five and three game series. It's about the longevity, but it's also about who you are at the end. Like, like you've got teams that don't have nearly the same roster and the nearly the same starting lineup as they had in April when they take the, to the postseason in October. The only way to avoid that is to go back to the way it used to be, which is like either just the American League winner and the National League winner play in a World Series, and that's your only playoffs, or you just have ALCS and NLCS, like make you know, two. Big... what it was until like, what, 2002 or something? Right, like, I think later than that, but earlier than that. But it was, like, that's the only way that you can truly reward the longevity of the season. If not, like, there's just no, there's no right way to do it. It's like the NCAA tournament in men's basketball. Yeah, it's, is, is it totally fair? No, because you're taking 
the production and the work of a four-month season and saying if you have one bad two-hour game, i.e. Kentucky against St. Peter's last year, it just completely blows all that stuff up. And also, if you have just a underachieving average four-month season, you can rectify that and, ch- and you know, change the entire narrative about your year with a couple of good weeks and winning three or four games and making it to Sweet 16 or Elite Eight, what have you. There's just there, there's no right way to do it. It's never going to be completely fair. It just with baseball. With I think it's fine. It's just based to get it done. I guess I guess baseball is more based on long series and 162 games and. To say, okay, now your season will be over in three games. I mean, like basketball, I get one and done. Seems I'm fine with. In fact, I would like to lower the series in the NBA, but I don't know. Baseball just seems it just seems kind of counterproductive to to, to, to have, talk about your long season and it's a marathon and then you gotta then the, the postseason, which has already been pushed back to November World Series anyway because you added teams. I mean, would you would you be better off having not adding team, maybe only having two? Or four playoff teams on each side, but they both go seven. All series go seven games instead of having extra ga- extra series and wild cards. Yeah, I was fine with the way it was originally. Uh, I don't. Well, they didn't go seven. At they all. went five. They went five, and, but just four teams made the playoffs. Yeah, I'm fine with getting rid of the extra wild cards. I think it's fine. I mean, I, I mean, win the games. If you're that good, you should be able to win best of five. It's not like it's a sudden death elimination one out of one. But we've seen, but there's been stories in in, in, the, in, in sports where the better team falls down. Three to one or two to one, and comes back and wins the series. I mean, I've very seen, rarely. Well, I saw it. In, I saw it in the NBA a lot where the number one seed would maybe fall down to. I remember the Suns here. They went to the, the, the finals. Were down two zero to the uh, who were they playing? The Lakers because the, the Lakers were had a bad year that year, and they came back and won the last three. Yeah, but and that's the exact same thing that we're talking about here. You can beat down 2-0. You can win three yeah, straight. That's true. Five game series. Uh, Not in the first round, though. Yeah, but the teams that are winning 111 <laughs> games aren't playing in the first. Shout round. to the Mets. No, well, really. Didn't the Mets win 100 games and play in the first round? 101, yeah. Yeah, okay. Not 111. No, well, my, my bad. Yeah, the team, I mean, the teams that, like, the Dodgers who have this. You play over 100 games, though. You shouldn't expect to have to play like, a wild card, so you would think. Well, win the games. I mean, I, th- again, there's, it, the only way to reward the entire season is to have just two teams make it out and play a World Series, which is never going to happen. Not anymore, no, no. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I mean, there's, yeah. Is it unfair? Sure, but there's no fair way to do it outside of just having like two teams playing in a world well, let's just stop worrying about people whining about the games being too long which is the most overrated fact in the world and think about the playoffs instead of like pitching clocks and well, Smith did have a second. kid congrats to him and his wife they announced that how do you feel about uh you know he didn't didn't go home didn't go see the birth of his child and then he ended up uh, i think popping out with the bases loaded which was <laughs> people were like you should have just gone home and seen your kid i'm like okay guys it's kind of funny i was watching the uh I didn't watch Patrick asked me in the break I mean, what movies I watched. I didn't actually watch the movies this weekend. I did watch a a marathon of um, Football Life, which is really good documentaries on NFL Network. And the Randall Cunningham was the, one of the ones I watched, rewatched. And it talked about like his off the field issues. And one of the air quote scandals, and I'd forgotten about this in the early 90s, was fans were mad because he left right after the, uh, right after the game to go see the birth of his first child. And like it's why. I, that's what I, as I was watching, I started thinking to myself, that's great. That's hilarious because nowadays, no one's going to bat an eye at that. But they, they, were they left after but, the game? But 1994, they were not happy. But why, though? Like, he, he played the game and he left afterwards well, and they were mad about that? What was their, what was their beef? Well, it was just heading in the playoffs. So what? He played in the game. I, 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 I'm, were they mad that he didn't do the media stuff? He wasn't even starting. Rodney Pete was starting at the time. So why did anybody care? Because he, he left his teammates. 
that's the stupidest thing. I, I'm, t- I'm just, I'm just there saying. There has to be something more. To no, it. no, that was it. Was it? And then, of course, he, 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 they couldn't. He came back right in time for the game against the Cowboys. Uh, Rodney P got injured two plays in, and Cunningham looked completely lost because he'd been gone all week. Because even back then, like in the nineties, it w- that wasn't like a a normal thing. I remember the big debate with Cal Ripken was, you know, w- would he miss a game for the birth of a shot? And he said, like, I, he's like, I will. If one of my kids is being born, like, I'll ruin the streak. And it just happened like he got lucky every single time. They were born on an off day. I think he had three kids. They all were born. One was born off season, and the other two were born during. And people like understood it. They were like, okay, yeah, like that wasn't really like the overall mentality. Let alone like he's not even missing a game. He's just leaving after. No, the game. at that time it was. Uh, yeah, it was. Just, you know, you're abandoning your your team. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. It was. It, I don't think it was uncommon. At the, now, 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 I agree. Look, it sounds stupid to say it because now it, you see it regularly. But you see people leaving, like, missing games. And, like, I get that that's still a little bit of a debate. Even the Bass had a player going paternity leave. Yeah, he didn't miss a game. Like, like that's I've never heard of that being a, an Which, issue. I didn't know dudes could do paternity leave. but <laughs> Some can. I mean, I got I got a day, I think. No, you were out more than a day. I missed two days of radio. No, you didn't. I when, did. When John was born? John was born. I missed Thursday, Friday. I was back on Monday. You were gone like a week. I was not gone a week. I can tell you that much. Roush took like two weeks off. I, I mean, I was. My cool. sixth grade science teacher took a few weeks off for his child. My, I have multiple friends that have gotten. I mean, I, like I said, there was a best player that took like I missed missed a week. I missed the series because uh, when those and that, those are seven game series uh, because of paternity. I don't know. I just it's, you should. I mean, it's new kids, new, newborn kids are tough. Like you, you need you need all hands on deck. Yeah, if you, but if you're years. an athlete, you can afford it. Uh, an, uh, a pair or whatever. I'm not an athlete. No, no, not, I'm not talking about you, I guess, obviously. I don't think AAA baseball players can either. <laughs> Knowing what they make, it's, yeah, that's not true. They might make just a little bit above us. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, they have to do off-season jobs. No, uh, no. I'll tell you what, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll have hour number two. We'll take some texts. I know I promised there we didn't get to him. We'll do that. We also have, we have a, blame it all on Patrick. We've got a college basketball poll, the first first official AP poll of the season is out. We also have Ken Pomeroy's uh, early rankings for the 2022 2023 season. We'll have a little bit of hoops talk coming up in hour number two. And again, we'll start with your text after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1, the Big X. Shuffle, shuffle, baby. <laughs> Hour number two. Hour number two of the Mike Rutherford show. That right there is why they won't let us have a camera in here. Yeah, we don't. We don't need to see that. <laughs> We're here in full effect. It's on only for only fans. Fifty and ninety-six one. The Big X. Uh, as promised, we're going to get to the Thornton sex line in just a second. Before we do, reminding you, if you have heating or air conditioning needs, uh, I guess more heating this winter as we make the full turn from summer weather to winter weather. There's very few in between uh, around these parts. We've had three weeks of like nice weather, but today, a little colder. Tomorrow's going to be cold as well. If you have heating problems this winter, 
only one place to go. It's our friends over at AirServe. Call them directly at 502-264-9662. Any hour of the day, and they mean any hour. If it's 2 a.m., heat goes out, small children in the house, or you know, you just you like what you like. You can't sleep with it being too cold. Call AirServe. They have technicians available for you 24-7. They'll come out to your home, your place of business, what have you, and fix your problem. You can also visit them online at airserve.com slash Louisville, A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V dot com slash Louisville. Whether it's too hot, too cold, too dry, or too polluted, AirServe is going to make sure you're comfortable and breathing the highest quality air in your home. Call them at 502-264-9662. It's starting to get towards the... Sweatshirt weather out here. Hey, I, it's been sweatshirt weather. I, I probably could throw one on today. And it's I, cold. I'm surprised you're rocking the t-shirt. Yeah, I, I, it wasn't. It wasn't too cold. I could have gone sweatshirt, but it wasn't too cold to make me like I have to go back inside and get it. We knocked the heat on last night. Had to do it. Had to had to get ready for the night. Oh, my heat's already got, which is why I don't know why I left my window open. Yeah, I well I opened it early in the night just because I wanted. To, I like the fresh air, you know. And then, but like, it's so weird. I like fresh air, but I don't want to go outside. Um, did I felt- walking contradiction? <laughs> Speaking of words, is, is it mad? Is it bad that I'm giving Patrick Kraft during the break for wearing a Tennessee sweatshirt? So the whole thing is what Dugan is a Tennessee fan. Well, Dugan's got like five teams. Dugan's not really a Tennessee fan. <laughs> not really. So Patrick's a Tennessee fan. No. Well, then why are you giving him crap? Well, because he's wearing a Tennessee sweatshirt. Well, I've got random sweatshirts too. You're wearing a Seattle Kraken sweatshirt. Right yeah, now. but I don't have a favorite hockey team. I don't care about it's that. It's a t-shirt, by the way, not a sweatshirt. It's we a just t-shirt. established that. I, I don't think that's wrong. I don't, I've got no beef with that. I don't know. I just, I'm not, I'm not, I, that's why, I, that's why I didn't pick a hockey team so I could wear different logos. Like, I can't do that with, with college NFL and. No, I mean, like, I've got. That's my favorite team. If you, you got a favorite team, that's the one you wear. You don't. I've got you a bunch of different college t-shirts. I know you do, but you only do that because you're just like, you're easy and you'll wear anything that might give you free swag. It's true, but I've also bought some stuff. Except for me when I give you an orange cast t-shirt. And I've worn it before. <laughs> I didn't buy this. This is my dad's. It's not mine. It's Frank's. That's fine. <laughs> See, See, look, Frank. Frank. <laughs> 502 Let's get to the Thornton Sacks line here. Texture says, are you guys aware? I can't believe you haven't mentioned. Jeff Brom is on a four-game win streak. Four-game win streak. He is. Back-to-back road games. They beat Nebraska. Wrong sweatshirt to talk about there. They're all... Uh, <laughs> all the wins have been... Pretty close. They beat Maryland last week by two. Maryland, who beat IU, and did so with, after losing two, or not two, but the two is brother. Yeah. Talia. Talia. Talia, yeah. Tonga Vailoa. I'm going to just keep calling him two, a two, and two, a two, and two, a two. Purdue is now five and two. <laughs> yep. Three and one in the Big Ten. Yep. They have remaining games against a depleted Wisconsin team this weekend on the road. It's a big one still. Versus Iowa, who cannot score. Yep. At, at Illinois, who's now nationally ranked. That's, well, that will be for the Big Ten West. That probably will be exactly, for the Big Ten yeah. West. And then Northwestern and Indiana to wrap up the regular season. There's a chance that we're talking about like an 8-4, and 9-3, 10-2 Purdue team. A back-to-back 9-win Purdue teams. It's, look. But hey. Speak kind of loudly. Last team to beat Tennessee. Purdue was. Purdue was. In Music City Bowl, right? Yeah, yes. with their backups. Hell of a game. Third Hell string game. out there. So, yeah, uh, Purdue won four straight. Hey, Vince, our coach is about to go six and six again, maybe. Well, we've t- it's happening. We know. We all know that. Texas says that's not how any of this works, Trevor. You have a commitment to your wife and kids. Come on, man. Trevor's not. I'm not. He's asking, only kind of serious. I'm not saying no. I'm a little serious. I'm. I'm not saying ditch the wife and kids. I mean, maybe if you want to, but I'm just saying. I mean, they get they get all they get together six days a week and twenty four hours. I'm just asking. I think. What I mean, does the wife get? 
gets to be with me now. <laughs> Not the way it works. I just I get pictures of Patrick behind me going, no, yeah. don't say that bad. No, I'm just saying it's a give and take. Again, what does the wife get? What's the give? If she wants to go out and do something with the girlfriends, or hang out with her friends, or do something for go watch something, or you know, for sixteen weeks out of the year, I I, I say go for it. Okay, Uh, I'm going to train. Texas. So Mike's parents live in Hillcrest. Secrets out. They do not live on Hillcrest. The decorations (laughs) were not up to that level, Uh, but they they actually had some cool. Some very cool houses around them, and Virginia's all about Halloween decorations, except when she gets too scared. But you, she's she's all about them. You go, you don't do the decorations, do you? Your house? Yeah, we, we've decorated. We, our house looks pretty. To good. what extreme? We've got we we bought inflatables this year because Virginia wanted them. Okay, and I said we would never be an inflatable I've never, house. Never bought an inflatable either. Yeah, I did this year. Whatever the kids, we have a Mickey and Minnie, uh, and then a Snoopy sitting on top of the the Great Pumpkin, which actually looks Man. good. I like it. We have a bunch of spiders all over the house. Do we've the, got the a, fake uh, cobwebs. No fake cobwebs. Okay. We just have big spiders all over the house. We've got um, this kind of, it's actually kind of scary, like this ghost with like a really creepy, it's a skeleton ghost thing that's like blowing in the wind that we have set up. Spooky. Uh, spider web, like lights on top of the the front porch. I would think the fake and spider web stuff, I never said, like that would have to be a nuisance to clean up. Depends on how you get them. Some of them are pretty easy. Okay. Because I mean, you're spreading it all over. I mean, at some point it's got to be annoying to like. We got witch ghosts in the tree. All sorts of stuff. We're you good. did go all out. We, lo- I, we, I, we both love decorating. I'm I mean, all about it. Is this, you don't do this for Christmas, though, right? I, I feel like I do pretty big for Christmas. We don't have inflatables. We're, we need something else to add. Cause I do are, you, are, are, you, are, are you now full team inflatable now? Uh, I'm Watch not. Watch out, Mary. I'm all about the lights. Well, <laughs> okay. Mary's fine with it. I mean, we basically, we'll do whatever makes it to make the kids happy. Another joke, but okay. Um, you completely missed it. <laughs> I mean, it's a bad joke. That's we we go pretty big for that for for Christmas. We don't have a much as much like we don't have props in the front yard. We've been missing something for the front yard for a long time. I need to figure out what it is. Like a like a gnome. Like you know, like candy canes or like some sort of like just non light decoration for the front yard. For for the Christmas, you mean? Yeah, for Christmas, okay. we'll figure it out. We'll are, get, you, are, now, are you going to extend into the other holidays now too, like Flag Day? No, I mean Mary decorates the inside for like Valentine's Day and, and St. Patrick's Day and stuff, but yeah. Yeah, not the outside. Uh, Texas Mike, does Mary laugh at you a little when you tell her that watching Louisville games is your job? <laughs> she's used to it at this point. <laughs> she knows. She's she's. It was your job before you all got together? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, because you you well, were not really. I was never line. doing it. I was never. I was getting paid, but certainly not enough to like call it my job when we first started dating. Okay. Because um, then I started doing the law stuff, but I was doing. Oh uh, yeah, the same the, time. that one year of law. Well, no, I worked at a law firm for a year and a half, and then I did law school and still worked at the law firm. So it was like three years. Of, Law stuff, Mister. I have too many jobs. Yeah, it was bad. Um, you bounced around everywhere, didn't you? Was, well, not really. That was just that was it. And then I got the full time job, and I, I left law school, and that was it. But no, she's she's very understanding. Texas says Trevor would name his kid Christopher Kevin Kelsey with a K. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> Couldn't you have thought of a different Carrie Kevin or something? Yeah, it made it a little bit tough. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. looking at it, so I didn't yeah, think about I had it. To, I had to sit there and think about it. I was like, uh, huh? That's uh, why I've always wanted. If I ever do get married, I, want, I think I want to marry, marry a girl named Kelsey. Texas Trevor's future kid, Francis Ulysses Kelsey. It's <laughs> <Wow. laughs> like the Van Halen album cover. <laughs> Texas says, uh, Mike. John Thomas has been my John. My son John Thomas has been JT since he was born. It's a very cool name. I'm fine with JT. Virginia, Mary for some reason didn't want it to to get short. I just think it's the kid. Let, let him decide if he wants yeah. to. I mean, you've given him the option. Yeah. I mean, that's why you give. That's what that's what middle names are for, right? Is to 
for for a child who who hated their hates their name to go with the middle name? I go by my, my middle name. Yeah, that, that was not my choice though. It was just I was John Michael, and they were like, "You're Michael." Don. Patrick, what is your middle name? Dugan. Oh, is it? So your middle name is your dad's nickname? Yes. That's crazy. PDR. <laughs> a rip off of the, the big K of PBR. <laughs> a, a PBR? We don't have PBR here. We got PDR. Pabst Dark Ribbon. <laughs> J2, J2 Romuto is Jacob Tyler Romuto. Still it's JT, though. It's still JT, yeah. It I mean, it doesn't matter. I like TJ. Stand for. Texas ESPN picks up their predictions for the remaining season for Louisville. They're predicting 4 and 2 for Louisville. They have Pitt. Louisville beating with a 59.4% uh, likelihood. They have Louisville beating Wake as well, 51.7%. James Madison, they have us winning that game 67.9% of the time. Clemson, they have us losing 86.7% of the time. Wow, winning 14% really? NC State, they have us winning 54.1% of the time. And UK, they have us losing 63.6% of the time. Ooh, UK, you hear that? They got We got better chances to get you. We do Clemson. If we go 4-2, and two, I'll be happy. I don't think it's happening. Is Wake Forest that bad right now? No, the only loss is still to to Clemson in double overtime. Yeah, or is it just, did they just know that's just Satterfield's the one team he can sometimes beat? I don't know why the analytics don't like Wake. They, they yeah. certainly don't like them that much because they've been. I mean, they've I suppose I haven't really followed Wake this year, but they've been relatively. I know they had the close game against was it Liberty early on. And they're ranked thirteenth in the country. They haven't played anybody really since they beat Florida State after they beat Clemson by ten. And they beat Army bad, and they have been off. Uh, they were off last week. They'll play BC this weekend at home. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, they're only lost. Yeah, like you just said, that shootout. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean. Seems silly. I guess the Vandy win only being by 20 and giving up 25 points to Vandy looks worse in hindsight. But <laughs> I can't. I mean, we know Liberty's a decent team. I decent. Mean, they should, still shouldn't have come down. They, I don't know. They should have lost that game. I mean, I don't know what Liberty had. I know they were losing Malik Willis from last year. I don't know who they replaced him with, but still. They Because uh, they went for two to try to win that yeah, game. Yeah, I remember, yeah. yeah. They are. I'll take it back. Liberty's only, that's only, they only lost this season. No, I'm sure they haven't played a. Tough they haven't played anybody, but yeah. still, they, uh, once beaten, once beaten, or once beaten, once beaten, twice shy. Texas says if Sad Satterfield goes gets the six and six, he may keep his job, but there will be no fan buy-in, and Hurd might not recover from this decision. It will be viewed as saying we don't care about football anymore. Six and six gets weird, man. That's why you know it's going to happen. I mean, six and I don't six think makes it weird. screens we don't care about football. I don't I disagree with that. I don't think it does either. I think it's. I, again, I think it matters the way in which you get there. If we go six and six, but we beat, let's say we end the regular season with we hammer NC State, we lose a close game against Clemson, and then we beat UK on their home field. I think then the fan base is okay with keeping Satterfield. They're not thrilled, but they're like, okay, I can see it, especially if it means we keep the recruiting class intact. If you lose handily to Clemson, beat a depleted NC State team in a whatever game, and then get crushed by Kentucky for a fourth straight year, and you still keep them after six and six, then people are pissed. Like, like universally pissed. And I'd be pissed. It's just, there's, it, it is a, it is as awkward a situation as it possibly could be. We saw this as the most awkward scenario for the last eight months. It's why you know it's going to happen. It's why you know it's going to happen. He's going to be back next year. And I still don't think he is. Because I don't I, think they're getting six I'm, six. I'm trusting you. Texas says, Virginia did this to us. They were so bad that Sad is going to keep his job. The crowd that was cheering against us is looking smarter and smarter. I still, I, I still can't be on board with that, but I can understand your your viewpoint. Texture says, "I <laughs> that bad." I'm just a deflated balloon, Bronny to the Ville. 
Also, I heard from a person who may have some sort of info that he believes we get DJ. Why? I don't know. But if anyone has any inside information, it's him. Wait, we're not getting DJ Wagner, guys. The text completely confused me. I, I don't know. I mean, the. He was like, I have inside information, but I don't know. I mean. I, we did miss it. I, I guess it was Friday after the show went off the air, but Aaron Bradshaw. I uh, did I officially it, yeah. commit to Kentucky. Which, first of all, did he say? His, did he give him November something like? He did. We also had so so th- clearly this is a kid that can't be trusted, right? I think he was just he's a full out liar. He clearly needed to hear something from Kentucky. Like he thought he was he was locked into UK. He was going to commit at some point during the summer. Then I guess it's because they took this this new kid who's going to back up Sheway this year at center. Maybe that changed things, and he so he put off the, the commitment to November. And then I guess he heard what he wanted to hear from UK. I don't know if it was like, hey, you're starting to go over this kid even if he stays next year, or he's definitely one and done. Whatever it was, he made the move to go ahead and commit over the weekend uh, very quickly, which was you know, you know what, Brad, not unexpected. Bradshaw, you don't get mad at us when we can't remember your name. You can't remember what date it is. Isaiah. Yeah, Anthony. What did you call him? Ahmad. Um, you always call him Ahmad. Yeah. <laughs> John Layfield. <laughs> so he's off the table. I mean, they – he was off the table already, right? I mean, he was. Let, yeah. Let's be real. And, and I think that DJ Wagner's off the table as well. Like, I don't know where these. Maybe there's some hope that Louisville fans are still holding out, but him signing the NIL deal with Nike officially, him, I mean, putting Kentucky stuff on his Instagram, it all roads point to DJ Wagner going to UK. Him going to Big Blue Madison, saying Louisville Live, no thank you, was the the what yeah. ended me. It's done. It's, it wasn't a Nike. That, that was the one where I was like, okay, if he's not even going to come to Louisville Live, then we're screwed. Not in a good way. It's A.J. Johnson week here on the Mike Rutherford Show. Yeah, screw that's, the that's D. That's where we're focused. These are for losers. We get A's here. Did you see the um, the recruiting writer beef over the weekend after Bradshaw's commitment, though? Oh, I love media beef. Oh, it was so good. Media beef is like something I live for on Twitter. And it was justified. So we've talked about Jamie Shaw from On3, a.k.a. On P. About how yeah, the name sounds familiar. He well, he's the guy who like was always all summer long was getting both sides of the, of the rivalry like fired up because he'd be like, he's definitely going to UK, ninety five percent confident, and he's going to commit at Peach Jam. <laughs> and then like three weeks later, he was like, he's a hundred percent going to, uh, he's he's hundred percent going to Louisville. And the hiring of Milt Wagner is what sources are telling me has made this a done deal. And then like three weeks later, he's like. He's going to UK. He's committing at Peach Jam. And he's like, he's going to UK. He's committing during the spring signing period. Clearly, he only talks in extremes. He's, well, he's, he's, he's wrong. He's just making stuff up. Yeah. But so he, when the Bradshaw commitment happened, he had the audacity. Oh, he puffed his chest, to, didn't he? To pump, try and puff his yeah. chest out a little bit. And he said, and that's where he made his mistake. So he says, I set my expert pick with 95% confidence on July 8th. That same school is now trending for five-star DJ Wagner. And so Travis Branham of of Rivals, who did pull back his own UK prediction, crystal ball prediction, originally when Louisville got involved, but he never said, he never changed it to Louisville. He wasn't one of those guys. He has stayed, stayed neutral, and then he just changed it to, to him going to Louisville. He's got the receipts. He I guess he saw this coming, but he said, yeah. <laughs> to, to, this is Jamie Shaw. He goes, yeah. And you falsely reported that he was, quote, wrapped up and ready to decide for Peach Jam, just like you falsely reported he was a done deal to Louisville just two weeks prior. And now you're editing those stories to say from Peach Jam to early signing period commitment timeline, which he did. He, scrapped, he screen-capped both of Jamie Shaw's stories, where originally he said he's going to commit to the U.K. during Peach Jam and then changed it to during the early signing period. And he also screen-capped his stories from Louisville saying, uh, with his recruitment close to being wrapped up, Intel suggests a public commitment should come during the early signing period. And then with uh, the L one, he says, 
However, the family's trust in head coach Kenny Payne is what got the job done. And all this, I mean, it's just the dude just lied well, for, for four months. Well, congratulations to Travis because I'm sure that had been a sweet release holding on to that for the last few months. I think he probably would have like let it go if the guy hadn't tried to pump his chest over like. Oh no! If you're saving thing. those screenshots, probably you you probably He's waiting. Yeah, in the back of your mind, you're just waiting. You're begging this guy to like say something to, to, to fire you off. He did, and he the guy deserves it. Like, it was it was because like, everybody who's been following this, which is mostly U of O and UK fans, have seen this going yeah. on where he's like, "It's ninety five percent to Louisville," and we're like, "Oh my god, it's a done deal." And it turns out he just he didn't know anything. He was just going. Wagner's always been ninety five percent to somebody. He's never just never been UK the entire time. It's always somebody's either ninety five percent Louisville, ninety five percent UK. Texas says, I'm probably going to be an outlier, but after the Virginia game, I actually wanted to see us play again the next week. We looked competent, and now I'm scared the guys will forget. It's, I mean, I, I understand I saying mean, that. We were just, I, I think us being so banged up, we needed that extra week. Yeah, we needed it off. But I, I can see that. I can see wanting to carry that momentum over. But if we know one thing about this program under Scott Satterfield, momentum does not carry over. Whether it's losing momentum or winning momentum, it doesn't happen. What was the stat? He has he's never won back-to-back. He's back. never won three straight games. He's only won three straight games once, and it included a win over EKU. So he's yeah. never won three straight games over FBS opponents. Has not happened. <laughs> Not a good stat. It's not. There are a lot of not good stats. I mean, is that I don't know what's stuck inside really? I mean, that's because the one I hate the most is the O in like sixteen in the fourth quarter with that not not coming back. Trailing after three quarters, yeah. Yeah. It's not good. But those those are two those are pretty close. Texas Mike, are you warming up to Deion Sanders yet? I was never cold to Deion Sanders. Did I, did he have like did he do an interview or something and people were Yeah, I I didn't see anything of it. I saw that I saw the, the video of it playing in the background on my TV. He was wearing all this Jackson State stuff. Because he got into it with um Eddie Robinson Jr. two weeks ago, who had Yeah, Eddie, we talked about that. Yeah. Who had one of the great quotes of the year. We said it's like he ain't swag. I'm swag. Yeah. Which was like <laughs> I was like, that's how I want to talk to my kids. You're not swag, I'm swag. Uh but it was uh like I don't that, think that, you're that, swag. I'm not swag. <laughs> well swag. Not swag. Not swag. Yeah. Either actually, I'm not. I'm not at the one. <laughs> yeah, nor do I claim to be. But he, he, uh, he, he I, I don't know what the big interview was about. But he's clearly. I mean, he's got some hype around his name for sure. Sixty minutes, wasn't it? Is that where I have no idea? I just saw it on Twitter. I thought it said sixty minutes. I could have been wrong now. Text this just to revisit my text from uh, last week. If KP is such a recruiting ace, why has he never made a coaching hire uh, list besides the Pauls? We're going to need wins to land recruits. Comparing football recruiting to basketball is entirely apples and oranges and a non-starter. Maybe I'm just cynical. No, I agree with the last part for sure. I think that you can't compare football recruiting to basketball recruiting. No, no, two completely different worlds. But also, I, I, I get the whole, like, if Kenny Payne is such a, you know, people programs want him so much, why is the only time that we've heard him about as a head coaching candidate when he was on the shortlist for DePaul, which still, I don't know, weird situation there with the DePaul thing. Um it's a fair criticism, I think. Um, I don't know. I mean, I just... But not, also, like, who would... Like, to go back to a point, I feel like we're making the coaching search arguments from five months ago. Like, who would... John Shire, who, who shortlist would he have been on if not for Duke? Like, he's got that job because yeah. he's a Duke guy. Um, somebody would have hired him, but, like, was he really that available? Clearly not. I don't know if that same thing was true for Kenny Payne. I don't know. I I'm, agree. Let's just... Can we just let the man coach a game? <laughs> just let the man coach a game. At least, at least wait till the red-white scrimmage if you don't like the way he's coaching. If we look terrible on Sunday in the red-white, if you're not impressed by the dunk contest at Louisville Live, then we can ration up the criticism a little bit. Will the red-white game be available on TV? I don't think so. Stream? I don't think so. Patrick, can I send you there with a phone and you can just send me the video? Sure. He's going to do it. <laughs> now, Patrick, are you going to the, the student practice? Uh, I think I'm going to try to. That's do you have day. your ID? I do have my ID. Are you going to sneak in? I... 
don't think I have to sneak in if I have my ID. Oh, that's the one he's doing. But he's not an official U of L student. But that's the one he's doing live for us from uh, from from on the show, right? We're just gonna let Patrick do the show remotely the entire yeah. time. Well, he's just we're just gonna go to him like you know our on 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 site reporter. I think I'm technically an official U of L student. Maybe I don't. guess yeah. If you take a class, you got the ID. You're good. Yeah, yeah, you're good. It's not it's not even sneaking in. I was talking about Western ID. I'm not a full time student, but but you, I'm a student. You, it counts. You're good to go. Yeah, you're good. Do you still have your student IDs, Mike? I don't know. I used to have my old freshman Trinity ID. I found it like years ago, and I kept it in my wallet for a while. I can't. Well, I didn't have an ID at Wagner. They were just like, we don't care. <laughs> show but, or not, we don't care. Yeah, but Western, I had one because at Western you got to go to all basketball, football games and just show your ID. I don't think I have. They didn't an old even charge. One. I, don't, I, I I think I've got like a bunch of old IDs somewhere. I know I, know I don't have it in my little wallet, but um, I might have some them somewhere in my house. Now you're like me. You just keep the the wallet clip. Yeah, I've got the. the I gave I gave up the wallet decades I got the ridge. ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mine's a rubber band. Well, that's fine. I still do have a, I do have two of my wallets. I found one. And it's got like so much crap still in it. It's the George Costanza wallet that I was just like, this is why I just quit carrying a wallet. Because I just did instead of cleaning it out, I just tossed it to the drawer and moved on to a rubber band around my ID and credit card and stuff. Terry says, "Did you all see the Tennessee fans carrying the goalposts out of the stadium and throwing them into the freaking river?" It's good. I mean, I'm against littering and everything, but that was some impressive coordination from a bunch of drunk college kids. Best line of that game was, "They're going to have to pay some fines on this one." Well, they've been saving up for 15 years. Now, did you see that? This became a big story yesterday. Yes. The, the Tennessee oh, this is stupid. asking for donations. They put up the GoFundMe. To, to put, they put I mean, up a GoFundMe. To seriously. Fund, which, if anybody thinks that those, that's actually going to the goalpost, I don't know what to tell you. Like, the, it's clearly, it's a smart move. It's also a total d bag move. They're trying to just generate some some donations, like on the heels of the biggest win that they've had in yeah. twenty five years, and they have like this whole thing where it's like you can donate, you know. $62,059 if you want to do the actual score or whatever it was, fifty two forty nine. They have, like, you know, the – you could donate, like, $16, the amount of years it's been since we, like, had previously lost – to had previously beaten Alabama, like, all this stuff. And it wasn't, like – they are, as many people pointed out, they have a $1.2 billion endowment or something like that. They don't need money. They'd already bought goalposts to back up in the event that they had, were going to win the game. It was I a mean, story last week. Don't that, They're just trying to get donations. Yeah, isn't that the whole thing, like the removable goalposts now and stuff? I mean, yeah. like the, the, the associate AD. That's the first school to have their goalposts go out the store. I mean, the associate AD, like it was a news story last week, him saying that they had bought backup goalposts in the event that they beat Alabama and they got torn down. Like they were already prepared for this. It's just a shameless money grab. And so people got all mad about it, which only gave it more attention. I'm sure Tennessee fans were were lapping it up. I missed the end of the game. We came back and I, I rewound it. Um, the knuckleball kick was fantastic. I was oh, checking, it was hilarious. I was checking on my phone because I'm like, we're out with the kids, and I'm like, I'm like, Alabama's going to win a regulation. This sucks. And then they missed it. I'm like, oh, I'm like, we'll make it back for overtime. And then right when we get in, we see that Tennessee's celebrating. I'm like, what the hell happened? It was a wild ass end of the game. The I mean, the whole game was just I mean, game of the year. Oh, it was a fun game. It's going to be tough to top. And Tennessee fans from from second one. That place was, you knew it was going to be insane. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely wild. Um, and now it feels weird saying Tennessee is number three in the country and undefeated and kind of back officially. I mean, I'm here's something I didn't, I, I, I mean, maybe some help on. Like, I'm not like a big Tennessee fan, like, you know, the yeah, Ryan family. The whole here. Ryan family. Yeah, they, they're, they're all about, you know, Rocky Top. But at the end of the game, like, it baffled me. Like, I expected to rock it up and I heard Dixie Dixie Land. Out of light. Yeah. Now, is this a new thing? Has this been going on for years I don't know about? I mean, I knew people were happy about it. I was happy about it. I was thrilled. I love Dixie Land Delight. I was sitting there singing along, having a good time. Rocky Top, I would have changed the channel. 
So now they get yeah. It was I was surprised too, but it was it felt it felt right for the moment. Whoever made that decision made the right call. They get UT Martin this week, which should be a walkover game. Now the question becomes: They host UK on the 29th. It's a night game, but the week after they play at Georgia, which is number one for Does UK get the benefit of a, a Tennessee team? I know they're rivals, but who's definitely looking past them a little bit? They've lost now two straight to Tennessee, I think. UK has. I know they lost them last year. I don't know if they'd be on the year before. I've got that, no idea. Man. I know. They, I know that they broke the long streak a few years ago. Well, they've only beat them like about. twice in that streak, though. Yeah. I mean. And and now all of a sudden this does set up like a potential like the sweetest UK win over Tennessee in like forever besides oh, the one with the broken streak. Probably yeah. Like I don't I don't like the setup. I don't yeah. want UK to get that type of joy unless it means they're going to overlook us a month later, which yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. They broke the streak with a wide receiver playing QB for Joker Phillips. What was that guy's name? <laughs> oh, I don't. Know. It was like that was Matt or something, or maybe I don't remember. Matt Rourke. Yeah, I think it's, that's who it was, right? Oh yeah, it was the whitest name you could ever come up with. <laughs> that's all I can remember. I just remember not even watching the game because like they're not gonna win like this time. Like if they've lost like, them all these years, they're not gonna win. Ten with, like, to receiver. seven was the final. It was I think. awful. <laughs> they lost some bad Tennessee teams during that streak too. I'm did, like, there's no way this stops now. Did you see that the last Alabama road loss to not end in a field storming was 2010? Oh, that's a good stat. Who LSU. was it? You LSU. Man. I love how you you did you 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 channeled me. You're like, I who did. is it? Well, I'm sure he brought up, <laughs> he? He brought up that. I assumed Patrick would know. Were you okay with the court storm, the, the court, the field storm? Oh order? yeah, for sure. Like I know, no beef whatsoever. Yeah, I mean you're snapping a 15 year streak. You just beat the it's number. Bama, for God's sake. Yeah, I mean I guess they're number three technically, but it, but they're I mean they're always number one. Yeah, they're, they're yeah they're, they're right there at the top. So I was okay with it. No, I to- totally fine with that. God, this I, is I hope 2010. Like <laughs> what the text? What I sent you to the game was like if, if you're living on campus, move your car because like now like if a car gets destroyed. A, that one's okay. I, I'm, I'm not saying it's okay to destroy someone's car, but, like, don't park your car in the middle of campus that you just beat Alabama the first time in a decade and a half. I think it's okay. It's certainly more understandable than beating it's, a yeah. whatever Florida team. That's, the, that's what I mean, yeah, as opposed to beating a, Which, a bad way, Florida that team. That car flip looks more and more embarrassing as the season goes on. <laughs> Florida is not good It's like a description of Florida's season. <laughs> now, does Mississippi State become the best team, the best win out of any of the, the local teams? Are they better than UCF? I'm not sure. I don't know. Let's just keep doing this. Every I love week. Mike. If they beat Tennessee next week, I'm going to be like, no. I think UCF still, they scored 70 against Temple. Dude, the best part of the game was Mike Leach in the halftime with the reporter. With, uh, was it Cole, Cole Hubert or whatever his name is? Hubert, yeah. He's like, so-and-so, your starting center just went down. How is this going to affect your, your, your game plan in the second half, coach? Put another center in. <laughs> just kept walking. I'm like, brilliant. The man is just like Winston Churchill reincarnated. The Bob Huggins halftime interview. I mean, so let's put another center in. Now, speaking of, <laughs> of road success, uh, Georgia does have the longest road winning streak in the country. They have not lost, I think, in two years. And you said the, that's at Tennessee? The Tennessee-Georgia game? Yeah, oh, no, it's... Uh... Tennessee-Kentucky's at, at UT. Tennessee-Georgia's at Georgia. Okay. But I'm get where I'm going is the second longest road winning streak in the country belongs to the Pitt Panthers, who are coming to town this weekend. That's about to be snapped. We have a chance to snap the uh, the longest, second longest road winning streak in all of college football, and the longest road winning streak in the uh, ACC. Uh, Georgia's won nine straight. Pitt has won seven straight. They have not lost um, since 2020 on the road. They uh, it's the longest road winning streak for the program since Dan Marino led the Panthers to a 13 road game winning streak in 1980. Beat to us twice when he was at Pitt. Did he? Yeah, beat us one year, 63 to 10. Well, that was then. This is now. And whoever their quarterback is now, Keaton Slovis, is not. He ain't no Dan Marino. No, 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 no. He's barely Scott Mitchell. <laughs> uh, 
not good like Scott Mitchell, Lion Scott Mitchell. I mean, like, like two years into his Lion contract and 300 pounds, Scott Mitchell. Texas says, if Brom wins the Big Ten West, do you think he's still attainable or would he want a major pay raise? I think he's still attainable. I mean, yeah, I like to hope he's attainable. Now the question is, is do we have to compete with other – Potentially. I mean, we may have to pay him more. I mean, is Auburn going to come in there and sneak in? Price of the brick might be going up. Say we think Ben sells us his money. Texas, I took six weeks of paternity leave. It's not uncommon for employers to offer a month plus nowadays. Good. A month. I would take it. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hate because I, I would take it too. I just don't know if it's really necessary, but I would take it if it given it to me. Texas, do you think Tom Brady should have stayed retired and not returned this year? Well, if he known that his wife wasn't going to be able to practice her witchcraft on him, then yeah, that maybe that's things. why he did return. It changed things. He's like, he's got to get out of this marriage. Changes things. I'm just getting so sick of this. I got to do something. I can't cheat. I'm too good. At, I'm too good a guy. How can I get her to divorce me? I'll just come back and play. Apparently, playing <laughs> Disneyland Delight was trolling Bama. Was it? That's what is couple, that a Bama? Couple textures said. I mean, I guess it is by Alabama. Okay, no, I didn't. I I literally did not even think about that. I think there's an ongoing debate if the song's about Alabama or Tennessee. Is that what it is? I think. Well, the band is Alabama. I mean, I get that now. Now, literally, just that now just occurred to me. Because I mean, Tennessee's. I mean, in I knew he was saying Tennessee, it. Tennessee, by the way, it's in the lyrics. Oh yeah, it's, it's talk about. It. I know the song. It's a great song. Hmm. Maybe my favorite country song. Texas Dion is a complete d bag. I liked him when I was a kid, but he's only about himself. He won't have long term success in D one. Well, he's always been ego. I mean, I kind of agree with that. But he's calmed it down since he found like Jesus and stuff, though. I think also we're trying to we're trying to jumpstart something here. Like we don't need Dion Sanders to come here or whoever to come here and like crush it for forty years. You need somebody to get this program. It feels like we've been just running in neutral for the last five years. We need somebody to come in, hopefully get these recruits that are are lined up right now, get the most out of them for a three or four year period. If he, I think we all agree that if it's Deion Sanders or if it's you know Luke Fickle or if it's Scott Satterfield, if it's whoever, if they come in here, lead us to like 10, 11 win seasons, and then want to bounce after three or four years, cool. Like that, that's fine. We we understand that that's who we are. I'm getting so tired. That's why I want. That's one thing about like I can see Jeff leaving using us as a stepping stone. Unless it's an NFL job, in any NFL job, I'm not going to ever be mad at a coach for leaving us. I don't care, which is why I couldn't get mad at Pacino too much for it. Ninety-five percent of the jobs in college football are stepping stone jobs, and, and like that's the way you have a guy come in here, oh, yeah. ha- hopefully leave the program better than where he found it, bring the next guy, kill the hire, and rinse, repeat, keep going. If you eventually get to a program, a point where you have like the the football equivalent of Denny Crum, who just wants to be here forever for whatever reason, awesome. I just don't think it's likely in this day and age, and you can't expect it anymore. If Charlie Strong wasn't going to stay here, nobody's going to stay around here. No, I think you don't think you don't think you don't think Jeff Brom would stay here, do another college offer. I think it'd be more likely. I don't think it's a guarantee. Okay. I don't think anybody's a guarantee. I'm a guarantee. Well, I don't know if you were. If you, even you, I think would would leave for a better that was gig. My was name in high school. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> Let's take a break. When we come back, we can get to some of this hoop stock. We also take, take more text on the Thornton sex line. It's the Monday edition, reacting to the weekend here on 
every song you play sounds exactly the same today. Rhythm is gonna get you. Rhythm is gonna get you. Oh, here comes my favorite part. These are all songs all right. that I think are the same. Ooh. Don't interrupt the who guy. <laughs> well, it's, uh, I went. Uh, there is not a really a theme. I guess it could be Caribbean. Maybe I'm, I, you know, inspired by watching Weekend at Bernie's too. But uh, yeah, the first hour was uh, Elder Barge. This hour was Gloria Estefan, and then next hour is another uh, another artist for two songs. This reminds me of like three, I saw them in concert like three years ago. I, yeah, it was like probably like 2019. I was telling John they'd announced who the Super Bowl halftime show was going to be. And I was like, it's one of the biggest acts in the world. And his first guest was Gloria Stefan. <laughs> Didn't she do Super Bowl? Maybe. I don't know. But she wasn't doing it in 2018 or 2019. I know. I'm pretty sure she did a halftime show before. Did she really? I'm almost positive, yeah. Wow. The first halftime show was, was uh, Michael Jackson. Right. And that was in like 94, I think, or something like that. It was mid-90s. I was in fourth grade. So that sounds right. It was at Which is kind of weird because honestly, I just, even though I was old enough to probably not know, even though the first two I really watched was 89 or 90, roughly, give or take, I like, I just didn't, it blew my mind when I read, when I first looked that up because it was like, it just felt like they've always had halftime shows as far as I can remember. Yeah. But, and before that, it was just the, like, you just had marching bands out there. I see, I, the only reason I remember that being a big deal was we had pen pals in fourth grade. And I remember my pen pal was like from school in Ohio or something. He got he got censored for having the word "sucked" in his like letter to me back, and it was like, "Yeah, I agree about the halftime show. It sucked." And I was like so terrified. I was like, "Do they think now? Are they going to think that I said it sucked in my letter to them? Like, am I going to get in trouble for this?" And so I always remember because of that that Michael Jackson did when I was in fourth grade. But I just kind of assumed my entire life until I think the last time you brought it up. That there had been halftime shows in like the eighties and the nineties and all this stuff. No, it was just and it was not true. Marching bands only for the most part, with the exception of the uh when I told you about the the rocket ship backpacks in the Super Bowl one. Right. Had, that's right. We found the video yeah. of it. Yeah. And they uh <laughs> I told you I didn't make that up. Or the pictures of it. Yeah. It, it actually happened. They were on like like lines holding them down so they didn't fly off. But um oh crap, you may forget what I was gonna say. Oh, Pimpa. I had a pin pal, like, I don't know, you just said Ohio. I always said, when I think pin pal, I think outside the country. I mean, the school set it up, so, like, we didn't really have a choice. But is that kind of where your mind automatically thinks when you say you have a pin pal, you're thinking, like, outside? Yeah, usually. I had a pin pal, they never wrote me back. So you you didn't have a pen pal, you just wrote somebody I wrote them. I wrote them once, and they never wrote me back, and I wrote them a second time, they never wrote me back. Wait, so, hold on. <laughs> That's not what a pen pal, did you just write somebody randomly and hope they no! write back? No, it was, like, it was set up through school. <laughs> they, just they never wrote me back. back. <laughs> That's really sad. I was, yeah, no, I was kind of depressed. I was like, what the hell? I was like, I sent the first one. I was like, maybe they just didn't get it. I sent the second one. I don't remember where it was. It wasn't, I don't think it was, it wasn't in America, though. I'm almost positive it wasn't. I think it was, I don't think it was Canada. And did they fail the pro? It was set up by the school. They should have had to have I have a bad right? feeling like I'm going to look it up and it's going to be like, there was like a war going on. It's like that time when I sent it or something. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Uh, the new- Patrick, do you have a pen pal? I don't think I've ever. Oh, yeah. Get your mic on. Yeah. I don't think I've ever received a letter in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. He's 18. He doesn't know what he's talking about. It's like, pen pals now are just I am and somebody, right? I don't think I am's a thing either. Oh, man, <laughs> crap. They, they shut down AIM like seven years ago. Uh, yeah. 
I don't think it's just like social media. You follow someone on Instagram, DM. Like Western Europe, I'm catching up to everything. <laughs> or Eastern Europe. <laughs> the uh, the preseason the AP poll for the men's college basketball season came out today. Um, we, we talked about this over the summer. Rule said, number two. I said I thought that North Carolina would be number one. Got a lot of pushback from people. North Carolina is number one, and it's not really close. So they got 47 first-place votes. Gonzaga, who's number two, got 12. Houston, who's number three, got one. And then Kentucky, who will start the season at number four, received two first-place votes. Reigning national champion Kansas uh, rounds out the top five there. Uh, and Louisville in, at six. Louisville is not in the top 25, Ooh. nor do they receive any votes. Uh, should not be a huge surprise. The rest of the top ten, Baylor, Duke, UCLA, Creighton, and Arkansas, who Louisville will face in its opening game, at the Maui Invitational. Creighton also, we, we could potentially play two top 10 teams in our first two games in Maui because we'll play either uh, Creighton or Texas Tech in the second game. Texas Tech is ranked 25. I was going to say, they've got their problems. I think they'd probably still be in there somewhere. So we are guaranteed, at least as of right now, to play our first two games in Maui against top 25 opponents, which is something. Um, Did Houston bring somebody in? Did they lose most of their best players from last year? No, they got like, everybody back. I thought they lost their top score. I'm no, sorry. Sasser came back. Okay. Um, they're supposed to be very good. The next point, sorry, never mind. That's why I was brain farting. I was like, you're like, I, was like I, swear, I thought he left, but I just brain farted on that one. Indiana, for those including Scooter Dingus who are wondering, <laughs> will start the season ranked at number 13. That's good to start. Good. The highest ranking, yeah. <laughs> Joy White last. <laughs> Eastern Michigan not ranked? No. No. So the battle Receiving really votes, off. right? Not receiving any votes. No. No. Other okay. ACC teams of note, uh, Virginia is in the poll at number uh, 18. And but number one in the ACC. Number one in the ACC, according to Josh Bastner. Dayton also, props to the Flyers, number 24 in the, in the poll. Your second school. My second school. Uh, Miami got votes just outside the top 25. They received 66 votes. Uh, other schools that got votes from the ACC, Florida State. Um, Virginia Tech, I don't know how, and Notre Dame both received one vote. Now, Ken Pomeroy, if you're looking for more all-encompassing rankings. He updated his formula to rank all, of course, uh, 363 Division One teams. I don't know if you've seen this yet, Trev. No. Where not. do you guess Louisville is? Out of 363 teams? Out of 363 teams, Ken Palm's formula ranks every team in college basketball. He just updated it for the first set of rankings for the new season. By the way, spoiler alert, Kentucky's number one. Not not great, but whatever. That's all right. I'm not a big Ken Palm guy anymore. Anyway. But where is Louisville? Um... I want to say 73, 74, but I'm going to move up just so I can say 69. 96. Patrick is closer. Oh, really? They're that far down? 91. I didn't see. I was thinking they were more in the 70s at the, at the worst. I didn't. I mean, I knew. I didn't. I didn't want to say top 64. I knew that. But. 91, easily the lowest preseason ranking in the Ken Palm era, which goes back to Rick Pitino's first season. Uh, we are three spots behind DePaul, which hurts my soul a little bit. We are sandwiched in between Southern Illinois and oh, Temple. <laughs> Mac, I can forgive you for a lot of things over the last four years. <laughs> Ruining DePaul Day is not one of them. If you're looking at just the ACC and how Ken Palms uh, has that stacking up, Louisville is 14th out of 15 teams in their ranking. Only Georgia Tech, who is 117th, is ranked lower according to the formula. So that's not great. Ooh. But like Trevor said, it's Ken Palm. Ken Palm had his kind of high last year, start of the season. So maybe. I'm just not. You, well, you know me with analytics. I mean, you just don't like numbers, period. I just. You just you decide who wins and loses based on your own formula. Yes, yes. And my formula worked. Ken Palm, Ken Palm is just the modern day. What was the what was the other one that was real popular before him? Jeff Sager. Yeah, still around. Is that still around? Yeah, that guy's like an IU alum, wasn't he? He was. My dad always said he had an IU bias. I would. 
He's like, he's like, he's got IU that high, he's an IU grad. I'm like, I think it's just numbers, Dad. Well, he can, he can, you can mess with the numbers. <laughs> you can. Rutherford's don't understand that. We don't, we don't do with numbers very well. Your dad, your dad's on the right path. We don't, we don't. Uh, <laughs> numbers don't compute very well for us. But no. those are U of L, 91st in, in the Ken Pomeroy rankings. That would clearly be they have us as the uh, number 118 adjusted offensive efficiency team and the number 78. Adjusted defensive efficiency team. Now, so, how are they supposed to know that when Kenny Baines never coached a game? It's just based on the players you're bringing back. And well, you're probably like four guys. Well, six guys back, and then you okay. know we've got date on the other guys. So, yeah, making up numbers. If you're interested in Ken Palm's top ten, Kentucky one, Texas two, Gonzaga three, Tennessee four, Virginia five, Baylor, Houston, Kansas, North Carolina, and Arizona rounding out the top ten. He's got IU at number twelve. So the team that's number one according to people is number nine according to the numbers correct and it's based a lot on last year's data north carolina got hot at the right time yeah, they did we're not a great team for the rest of the season that's what his predictive metric is kind of trying to identify there yeah it's kind of identifying duty 502-414-1450 is thornton's text line uh, we'll take some text here to wrap up the second hour texas my pen pal from spanish class was from columbia and we had to send our class picture she was fine. I was busted. It probably prevented her from wanting to come to the United States ever. <laughs> I think mine was a woman. Mine was not. Mine was a boy. I can't remember. I, I want to say it was, though. What do you say, Patrick? You want to chime in? Everybody? You have to see this video of this fan. I don't know what he did, how he got there, but he runs onto the field with the Eagles, like fourth in line, like old guy. This is not going to translate to radio, Patrick. I know, but. Yeah, come on, buddy. <laughs> a fan ran out of the field with the Eagles. Oh, did he? That's Trevor. And no one noticed it? See, you already, then he got arrested. We already know you're lying when you use the word run. That's Trevor's dream. <laughs> well, he kind of jumped more than he ran on the field. Okay, first, speaking of fans running on the field, I was very disappointed by the hit the Ole Miss fan took. Oh, yeah, it wasn't good. Like no, the, the crowd acted like it was like oh, a Oh, and the announcer, because I happened to be watching the game when it happened. The announcers, I forget which one it was, because I'm bad with announcers' names, but. He was just like, oh, my Lord. Like Jack Tatum had just come out there from the dead and hit somebody. When I saw that clip, I was like, that's, that's it? I saw other people say the same thing. Like, i got to see it. Cl- watching the game, I've got to see a clip of this fan getting speared. And then they show the clip, and I was like, oh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm sure it hurt, but, it, yeah, it didn't make me like, ooh. Now that guy's going to sue Lane Kiffin. Well, he's not going to sue. He's going to sue the security guards, right, in the stadium. You can't sue anybody. Did you hear the radio call of the Tennessee field goal? It was lame. It very was underwhelming. Very under- yes. Super underwhelming. I agree. Go nuts, dude. Can we get can we get it in different languages like we do other stuff? We should. I'm sure we did. I'm sure. Uh, uh, what's his name? Bubba Prague has that covered. He probably made that happen. But I, I was I was very underwhelmed by that call. I don't know who their their play by play person is, but yeah, I mean it's just it's not like an old man out there just not even caring. Texas is Brom over Sanders. What do you guys say? If it came down to Deion Sanders and Jeff Brom, I go Jeff Brom. Yeah, I'm taking Jeff Brom. We know who Patrick's taking. I'm, I'm assu- I mean, I, I, I'm assuming anybody Louisville fan that, that's like eager to get Sanders is definitely they're they're also the eager for Payne too because they can't have they they can't be like we need Deion Sanders, but I don't trust Kenny Payne. He's never coached. Yeah, like, I just I, I know that yes, Deion Sanders has coached technically <laughs> head coaching if you want to call the the swag head coaching, but I mean <laughs> that's that's barely above it. <laughs> Texas bonding with your new child is just as important for the father as it is the mother, maybe more so. The baby already knows the mother's voice and body temperature. It's important to bond with skin-to-skin contact. Maybe stay in your lane, Trevor. Okay. It's an imp- now, Trevor knows everything about raising kids. The kid ain't going to remember you. What, are you breastfeeding them, too? I mean, no. It doesn't. Dude. 
quit thinking you're you're more special than you are. Kids right. not gonna remember you. It's not about memory. You do need to form that bond. Like they they do. You want to form a bond? Be doctors, nice to him when he's old enough to know who you are. Jeffrey, you once you once advised me to do drugs in front of my kids. I did, well, I told you by the time, as long as they're not like over five. No. Like any time before that, they're not going to notice. It doesn't matter if they notice. It matters about your ability to take care of them. Well, I mean, if you can't handle it, then no, don't do it. But if you can, hand, <laughs> oh my if, God. if you can handle your sedatives and be my guest. <sighs> Text this Trevor quote. I'm bad with announcers' names, as if he's not bad with everyone's names. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean to specify that. That's a good point. <laughs> Text says Trevor's a dumbass. I would like to know that's that in context too. I think the the kid stuff. Oh, don't be mad at me, people, because I speak the truth. Texas former bats catcher, you don't. Texas former bats catcher Nevin Ashley's wife's name is Ashley. Her name is Ashley Ashley. I knew a Rose Rose, a a Rose girl who grew who grew up and married a guy whose last name was Rose, and she became Rose Rose. She's like she's like it wasn't ideal, but what do you want me to do? I'm not going to not marry the guy just because you know, love of my life, just because his last name is my same as my first name. I mean, it's not a real name, but there's the wrestling girl was Kelly Kelly. Yeah. Used to live in the apartment uh, apartments across the street from uh, Matt Jones. Oh, really? I used to tell some stories about Kelly Kelly party and where she got she was when she's in OVW where she got. You can marry Kelsey Kelsey. That's what that's what I, I'm, I'm saying. It's like I would, I'm not one for marriage, but if I if I found a girl whose name was Kelsey, I may just propose just so she'd be Kelsey Kelsey. Patrick course, could marry Ryan Ryan. No, in my luck, she'll be like, I'm not taking your last name. I'll be like, Well, I'm not taking your hand in marriage. <laughs> I want a divorce. You wouldn't even marry. You need a divorce. Patrick, would you marry Ryan Ryan? Uh, sure. Yeah. If it came down to it. What's your girlfriend's name? You've been you've been dating for a long time, right? Uh, Jenna with a G. Jenna, Jenna with a G. I like how, I like the way, like when you when you when people use the, the the different letter like Jenna with a G. Jenna with a G. Terry with an I. What's her middle name? Do you know? Uh, Susan. I was gonna say it could be Gore. <laughs> G O R. I thought you were just gonna call this guy for not knowing his girlfriend's name. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I felt bad. At, I felt bad. <laughs> Once you for, said it, you hesitated. For a, for a, sec- well, for a yeah. second, I was like, I don't want to call Patrick out. She might be listening. Who knows? I don't want. We don't know. I don't want to make him feel bad. When's her birthday? I was very lucky because because Mary always went by both names. Like I knew her as Mary Virginia before we even started dating. So yeah. I, I never had to like learn her last name or middle name. I was like, I was like, it's easy. She's Mary Virginia. No problem. MVP. Now it's MVR. Mary Virginia. Oh, yeah. Texas, get ready to be pissed. Always am. Six and six or five and seven is certainly most likely. For the record, I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's gonna, he's going to find a way to make it happen. Oh, he's, 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 the yeah. Devin Leary injury just sealed it. Satterfield doesn't beat top-ranked teams. He doesn't win big games. He doesn't get you to that next level. But he will do everything he can to make it awkward. He might beat a previously ranked James Madison team, though. He's like the fart in an elevator. Can you imagine hyping that up? It's like our record against teams that were in the top 25 at one point in this season, 1-0. <laughs> what if, like, I wonder if James Madison stayed in the top 25 and we pulled it off. Satterfield's claim his biggest win would have been maybe versus. I, I, I said that happening, and I was like, I, I was like, that would be so fitting for us to like beat a group of five teams. It's like we beat a top twenty-five team. He keeps his job. It's like, yeah, but it was our bye game from three years ago when we scheduled. They were in the FCS when we scheduled these guys. I mean, it had to be ranked higher than Wake Forest was when we beat them. Wake Forest was only like twenty-four when we beat them. I think, yeah, they were very back in the top twenty-five, and yeah. us beating them knocked them out of the top twenty-five. Yeah. <laughs> Texas, we can't keep going down this road of set just doing barely enough to stay. We have seen the product. If we beat bad teams to get to six or seven wins, the product still isn't good enough. Best case scenario is we get to six and we move on to someone else. Like, you don't need to sell me on that. Like, I, I agree. I'm just saying we're talking about what we think is going to happen. And I already I th- bought it and have a subscription to it. I think, and I, 
I could be totally wrong about this. I think six and six saves his job. I do. I, I think at the end of the day, if he goes six and six this year, it doesn't matter about maybe there needs to be a little bit of context with that. Like if you go six and six and we have the three wins that we've identified, you know, Pitt, NC State now without Leary, James Madison, and you end it by getting just absolutely railroaded by UK. Maybe that is enough in Josh Hurd's mind to listen to the fans and who are who are upset about this and go in a different direction. But my guess, and it's just a guess, is six and six saves his job. Let me ask you, if six six saves his job based on what if Josh, you know, he goes six and six, Josh wants to move on, but he reaches out and feelers to the guys that he has on top of his list and not getting good responses. It could be something that that comes. There could be something to that. I mean, I'm not saying interviewing guys, but you, you know, you, but he keeps the tires and their, ways, their agents yeah. come back and they say he's not going to take the local job. He, he's not his. Yeah, he doesn't even want to leave. Yeah, I mean that that could absolutely happen. You might just keep him because, because I mean you'd hate to. I mean, maybe you say if you're Josh Hurd, if I know I can get this guy, I'm axing him at six and six. But yeah. if I can't get this guy or this guy or this guy, and I've got to go down to my tier B, tier C, or you don't even then have, I'm keeping him. Or you're on a tier where you haven't even picked a name yet. Yeah, something like that. Then, yeah, then that's like the only... The question is, how bad does Josh Hurd want Jeff Brom? What tier is Jeff Brom in? Because I think he can get Jeff Brom if he wants it. Well, I, I don't like to... I mean, I hope. I mean, I'm, I'm, I hope Jeff hasn't changed his mind. I could. I mean, he may have. I couldn't tell you that with any sort of reason. He'd have, I wouldn't I wouldn't, wouldn't hold it against him if he was a little... little Tweaked at us for the last. Yeah, year. but that was Vince. Like I, I don't think he would sure. hold that against the U of L. Right. I don't. Think I don't think so. I don't think so. But I'm just, I think he will hold it against Vince for a long time. But well, he's not the only one. <laughs> Clearly, you've made your thoughts well known. What company is he ruining right now? Stop. <laughs> Stop. He's balancing checkbooks. Uh, he, he balanced the checkbook. <laughs> he's balancing the budget. Where does he work for now? Enron or something? Stop. <laughs> um. <laughs> Texas Trevor saying he's not for marriage made me literally laugh out loud. What did you shock the person? I guess. I'm, a, I'm just not a. I mean, you don't have to be. Like I said, I was with somebody for a long time. You don't have to be married to be with some, my one of my one of my best friends who dad was a jockey. We talked about on Friday. He's been with the same girl for almost twenty two years, and they're not married. I know people like that. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Mike, if you and Trevor come up with a prize for the winner of your weekly game picks, perhaps if Mike wins, Trevor has to eat a salad. If Trevor wins, Mike has to eat meatloaf. Well, I won last year, and I got nothing. So, And you and you like it. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> we'd have to come up with some sort of I'm not putting salad on the line punishment. for this pick and stuff. I'll yeah, tell you, yeah, you wouldn't do salad anyway. You'd lose, and then you wouldn't do your punishment. No, I would do it. I'd just, I would just know I'm not going to put salad in line because I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I'm also losing right now, so I've got to plan accordingly according to that. Like, What would be a fair, like, Wager, like a picture of me holding you hold up a sign that says Trevor knows more than me about sports. I could do that. I don't mind doing that. I do that right now for free. <laughs> <laughs> How about hold up a sign that says I take parenting advice from TK? I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, gonna let you watch my kids. No, it's not happening. Hey man, I, the, I don't. I'm no offense. I, 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 I adorable kids as you'll ever get, but I don't want to watch them. <laughs> I thought I was winning this bet. <laughs> I'm not giving you your Sunday and I have to go watch football for that when I win. So I was thinking about the idea of you killing them. <laughs> Maybe feel like a punishment more for me than you, but you're right. I mean, I just, I mean, I just give him an iPad and put him in the other room. Let's take a break. When we come back, hour number three is in the way. I will get to a couple of football notes as well. Louisville Live, a couple of tidbits came out today. We'll talk about that. And also more of your text at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Monday here on 1450 and 961 The Big X. Rhythm is gonna 
Well, I know the other ones, I just don't like them. No, just not. Actually, I, I don't mind the Gloria Stefan song. I love this song. What's wrong with Delta Bars? Nothing. But you don't like them? Yeah, not, my, not my thing. I love Caribbean Queen. Yeah, you do? That's my response to that statement. <laughs> my, speaking of kids, uh, years ago, when me and my buddy, uh, he's my roommate, and he's a single dad, so it was just basically like us two and the kid, which... I'm sure the neighbors probably thought we were some like progressive couple or something. Sure. Uh the longest time, but I think I want to say Who was the overachiever? Was it you or him? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Me. He didn't have a he's still unemployed, I think. There's gotta be there's a settler in one one couple. <laughs> Doesn't matter who it is. Who was settling? Oh, in that case, no, it's him. He's better looking than me. Oh. Yeah. But I am taller. Well, so, I mean, <laughs> that helps. Anyway. There's some benefits. <laughs> There's the benefit. Yeah. I can, he makes me mad to put it up on the top shelf. There you go. But the, the, the Max, is uh, his son, now this is when he was like about 10 or 11, maybe less, maybe around there, 9, 10, 11. He would, he was, he'd walk around singing this song. <laughs> and I was just like babbles. Like, this is the same kid that makes me sit through like, you know, Victoria and, and crap shows like that that Jenna knew that, that I had, like, barely could remember No Rush University or something. And I'm like, I finally was, I was like, Max, like, how do you know it? It turns out it's because he used to watch I Everyone Hates Chris. And it was a theme on that show. And that's the whole, that's how he knew the song. He'd sit there and watch me watching that show. That's hilarious. And he'd start, he'd walk around singing Billy Ocean. Props <laughs> to him. Well done. Yeah. Uh, but the, I'm a bad parent. It's the, well, you kind of, it's the third hour of Mike Rutherford show here on 1450 and one, the big X. I uh, talked a little basketball last segment. AP poll is out. Ken Pomeroy ratings are out. We've got Louisville live coming up on Friday, obviously football back in action this weekend, home game against Pitt. What does it mean? Can it set up a second half of the season where Scott Satterfield can save his job? All that good stuff is on the table. Plenty more to get to as this week uh, transpires. We also have been reacting to the weekend that was huge weekend in college football. It actually, it worked out well. I, I was kind of mad on Friday. I'm like, it's the biggest college football weekend of the season so far. I kind of hate that Louisville's not a part of it, but then I was like, "Why?" Like, you know, I, I get we to just lose. Yeah, you got all these games. These all like, every time slot was loaded. There was never any any time where you didn't have something to watch. It was a fantastic Saturday. Sunday was a, a good slate of NFL games. I know TK started the show by celebrating his Eagles remaining the only undefeated team in the NFL. But it was a it was a, a nice overall weekend of college football outside of Bama, Tennessee. What did you get to catch? What impressed you? What are you reacting to over the weekend? Um, Besides Purdue also beating Nebraska. Which I actually didn't really watch much of that game. I caught none I, of it. Yeah, no, I, I didn't there. either. Oh, Mr. Patrick Bragg. was there. Yeah, well, then you give us the insight there. Because um, I was watching mostly the Kentucky game on, on that channel, then I flipped in that in the baseball game. I flipped the I, I miss I missed all of the parts of Kentucky looking good. Like it was 3-3. I watched most of the first half. I had it on in the background at least. And then second half, I flipped over to the baseball. And right, I, I missed 
it went from like nothing to them leading 20 to 10. I had no idea how it happened. And then I caught, I guess I missed the pick six. I caught the big, like uh, the Levis throw to the wide open dude that kind of broke the game open when they were going to win. But I, I caught very little of Kentucky. Oh, so, you, so you didn't know they'd run three straight screens in a row before that pick six? No, I had no idea until I saw, I saw yeah. UK fans complaining about it on, yeah, it uh, on, obvious. on, on <laughs> Twitter. And I was like, oh my God, what happened? It's like one of those plays the OC was just like, we're running this damn thing. <laughs> we're just keep doing it over and over. <laughs> Get it right. And then they did pick six. He's like, all right, that's close enough. Because yeah. I thought it was 2010, they were in control, and it was 20 to 17. I'm like, what the hell I happened? Was, I think some of the things that stood out to me were some of the ones that surprised me. Uh, Minnesota losing and losing Tanner Morgan for the year. Yeah, and I was good. a big blow uh, for them because I, I thought I was, you know, was, I was kind of high on them. But kind of wild that Illinois only losses to Indiana now. So. No, I was like, I texted our former report up, Jim. It's like, it's kind of like hitting rock bottom for a drunk, right? It's like, we lost to IU. We've got we've got to straighten our lives up, guys. We'd have a playoff argument <laughs> if we if hadn't you, lost IU. And you remember that game? That was the game where Illinois just begged IU to win it. Yeah, like, both teams, both yeah, neither team so wanted to win. Bad. It was terrible. It was awful football. Um, but I guess on the NFL side, I mean, the Bucks losing to the Steelers shouldn't shouldn't surprise you. Uh, no witchcraft. I'm telling you, know, he's done. It's over. Uh, the Packers getting just manhandled by the Jets. That was surprising. Robert Saleh is definitely keeping receipts on everybody now. Uh, they've looked really good the last two weeks. Maybe Chris, you know, Zach Wilson's uh, maybe apologize. BYU quarterbacks, baby. But uh, I guess not. I guess in the Tennessee game, which still surprised me because, like I said, I kind of expected them. I expected them to go out the way they did and the game to kind of play out the way they did. I just thought Alabama in the end would still get the win. I think everybody did. Once Bryce Young got it rolling and they, they took the lead, you're like, it's over. This I've seen Bama win this game a million times. They're going to put the clamps on. And what was the game they're they gonna played win. earlier this year where they, they – um, it was the close game Bama had, not the AM game. They had two. They should have lost to. Um, I'm brain farting. So am I. Um, what, there was a game before AM. No, it wasn't before AM. It was the the, uh, the Texas game. It was Texas. Week, that's week the, two. Yeah, Texas. Yeah. That was the game because that's why I thought this was going to be the score different, obviously. But, like, because they, they got the ball with like a minute left. Yeah. You, you think it's. Yeah. Done, and you're right? thinking it's just gimme. Yeah. And then, of course, he misses the kick and. And yada yada yada, but also fifty-two points. I thought it was the most points that Bama's given up in a game since like nineteen oh six. Yeah, against uh, Saskatchewan or something. Yeah, some school like that. Some weird play football thing, anymore. Yeah. Just all the way, any way you slice it, completely outrageous. Uh, but never, even though it's Tennessee and they're not my favorite program in the world, it's never a bad day when when Bama loses. I was fine with it. It's good to see it. Suck it, Saban. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, also they've kind of been pretenders. They, well, they the should hate, have lost at least one of the last. They hate two. A t- the Tennessee hates dwindled because they they've been mediocre at best for like the last decade and a half. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's still it, annoying. Fan like Tennessee, I didn't. I mean, I was Tennessee always got on my nerves in the nineties, especially with their, their national championship team that that should have never been undefeated because they technically should have lost to Syracuse in week one. They got lucky. I remember that. Yeah, Pierce McNabb team. Yeah, but uh, Pierce Price just threw the defender to the ground to get open for the touchdown. Now, we've got, obviously on Saturday, our focus is on 8 p.m., Cardinal Stadium, Louisville kicking off against Pitt. But earlier in the day, it's a big-time moment for the Annihilate movement. We've got undefeated Syracuse, now number 14 in the country. The ultimate test. On the road, ABC, noon, at Clemson. Mm-hmm. If this guy, if they win, Ooh, it'll be Clemson. it kind of stops becoming like kind of a, like a— Sixty percent joke. Better orange. I start like if they win this game, I'm like, okay, let's fire Scott Satterfield right now to get Robert and I if we can. Like, let's just get him. This guy's a he's a wizard. He's like uh, Giselle. He's basically a witch. He's doing stuff everywhere he goes to to make teams win. And no, score he's and like play. Jericho. He's a wizard. That's fine. I'm good with that. 
let's make it happen. If they win this game, though, I, like all of a sudden this this goes from like being like a fun little kind of joke to being like, should we really hire this guy? Like this, why isn't anybody else hiring this guy? He's incredible. I mean, he, I know he's older, but still. I don't care. Like like I said with the Deion Sanders thing, come here, kill it for like four or five years, go somewhere else, or retire. Maybe that's even more reason they'll stick around for like fifteen years here. Who knows? A night or die. I know you love the uh, random stats. I, what was the one I saw last night or was Saturday night? Uh, so this is the first time that since 1998 that UCLA's in the top 10, Tennessee's in the top five, and both Tulane and Syracuse are ranked. Wow. I'm supposed to have been longer, honestly. <laughs> and and that, that poll in 1998, by the way, UCLA was ranked number two, and Tennessee was like number four. Interesting. Because that was the uh, K. McNown year where that – they uh they in blues and I think they got ran over by was uh, Wisconsin I think it was or well in Wisconsin the bowl game but they lost to Miami on the uh, the hurricane game they got pushed back. Andrew James ran for like four hundred yards on them. Then Ron Dane ran for like four hundred on them and then came down went to the Bears and sucked. I'm now seeing a picture of a UK fan who rushed the field at uh, the Tennessee game with a UK shirt on. He's like blue guy. <laughs> why was he there? I'm like, I'm like your team's playing at why, the same why time. Why was he there? Happening. Yeah, it's it's the weirdest fan base of all time. There, there's just nothing normal about these people wearing a UK shirt, rushing the field at a Tennessee game, Alabama, when your team is playing a nat a top 25 versus top 25 game at the exact same time. What are you doing? I mean, this is the this is I mean, Kentucky does want to be Tennessee. That's why they stole their checkerboards, right? They obviously do. I would too. If you, you ever got to Kentucky, you ever, you ever talked to Kentucky fan who tries to tell you that they didn't rip off the checkerboard? It's all about Secretariat. Wasn't that the the original like? That was the, that's, that's how they the, explained yeah. it away. That's how they explained it. Like, oh no, we we've been doing checkerboards <sighs> as long as they have, if not longer. It's because it's on Secretariat and who when the, what was it seventy three when Secretariat won the seventy two? It was seventy three. Seventy three, I believe. Yeah, it was in the, I know it was early seventies, but uh, I mean, but come on, I mean, no one, no one outside, like. They just completely like brain dead. Think they, they don't think Tennessee, not think checkerboard. Of course, it's in their freaking end zone. Just because right. you, you put it on their sleeve doesn't make you the checkerboard king. I thought that little, that UK fans were like mad about all the checkerboard stuff. No, like, there they, are some. they complain about the uniforms. No, for no, sure. there, there are. I think I would probably lean maybe even towards majority don't like them, but the ones that do like are okay with them or just or I guess maybe not okay with them, but get mad when you go like, why are you just ripping off Tennessee? And they just take that personal. Okay. The new Kentucky basketball uniforms have a stripe down one side and just a logo on the other side with no stripe. Is that stripe yellow? No, the mm. stripe's <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's talk about Louisville Live. Somebody just sent me an update. Sections 111 through 119, which are the ones pretty much behind home plate, if you look at that, are almost all sold out now. That's good news. That is good. They're just a few... Seats remaining in sections 120 and 110, which are the ones next to that on either side. 50 seats remaining in section 109. And now the sections, the other sections, like 108 through 121, they're all about half full. Just stop charging people. Let them in. I, I, yeah, I, I agree. Do you really? I, that, that really annoyed me when I, I didn't know that until Friday. But we still need it to be good. Like, I know. Whether we agree or disagree with the policy, we need it to be good. Now, people keep asking is Jack Harlow the special guest? I don't know. We know he's coming. He's one of them, maybe. That's, that's <laughs> kind of my hope. I think we're going to have more. I'm hoping for something like, a, I don't know, a 2013 team nod. I think Kevin Ware announcing that he's coming back. Peyton Siva hosting makes that possible. Maybe there's something with you know, this, this new Rock Nation connection that we have. We can get somebody there. Certainly, we could have Master P there. Do we technically ever hire that guy? Yeah, he's here. I met okay. him at the kickball thing. Oh, okay. 
I know that he was supposed to be hired, but then he wasn't, and then he finally – I couldn't remember if he actually It just took a while. Uh, just, Justin Perez, he's officially yeah. on the staff. Uh, he, he just it was two months later after it was being reported, he, he was officially uh, two months later. <laughs> Sometimes it takes time for these things. <laughs> the process. The IRP's official motto. Um, <laughs> as far as like special like recruits, like late gets, I, I know there have been some rumors there. I, to my knowledge, the guest list is the guest list at this point. I think if you get a couple kids that are are coming in at the last second, it's not going to be gigantic. Spl- like you're not going to get DJ Wider on on Thursday being like, "I'm coming, baby, to Louisville Live." I don't think that's happening. He's a surprise special guest. That, that actually would be awesome. Well, how awesome would it be if he came out? That's why we had to say special and guest. We couldn't to, put his name in the flyer. He comes out in a Louisville jersey and commits right then and there. Does the John Wall dance. <laughs> what a dream. I saw, oh, that would be so good. I saw the the the, the highlights from the Big Blue Madness. They had all the other former players coming out. Yeah, like, I forgot to watch it. Having, I didn't I didn't watch it. I saw it like, on Twitter. Yeah. They had the former players come out, and they had their old like dances like on behind them and the thing. I was like, I'm sure John Wall's going to go nuts, but I guess John Wall couldn't be there. So I was like, that it's the only one anybody remembers, right? Last thing I remember from Big Blue Madness is when Drake Air was airballing shots. Which was great. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that's the one thing I could say. That was lovely. I don't know how long that's been either. <laughs> that was wonderful. Uh, but Louisville Live again on Friday. Hopefully it's going to be a, a rousing success. Hopefully we can get the ball rolling on an A.J. Johnson commitment and get these 2024-2025 five-star prospects locked in. Yeah. And also kind of it's become sort of a secondary storyline, but it's also the first opportunity we get to see this team, see a little bit of their personalities. They'll get to come out, do some dances, have a three-point shooting contest again. They'll have the slam dunk contest again. LLS will look to win for a, a second straight year. Like, it's always that's fun, but it has become kind of a secondary, at least for this year, I think storyline to just recruits, get them, make them happy, have them have a fantastic weekend here at UofL. Just do whatever the kids want to do. <laughs> Once again, Trevor's babysitting tag lot. No, no, no. no. <laughs> well, sometimes I mean sometimes sometimes you got to give in. Uh, Texter five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton sex line. Texter says, "I know it's a dead end topic." But being associated with Adidas in basketball is a killer. I wish there was a way we could get out of the basketball part. We're going to miss out on plenty of top players because Nike gets all of the top talent. Yeah, but Adidas pays us a buttload of money. That and counter-argument, Kansas is an Adidas school. They just won the national title. They're doing pretty well for themselves, including having the same types of issues that we have. Um, They've been fine. Yeah, they've got more horse issues. they got more level ones than we did. Five times as many. Yeah. I mean, well, see, I mean, again, and the IRP has not handled their case either, so who knows what happens there. But like, they won a national title with all that darkness hanging over them. It, that's not going to get taken away. I think they probably will get there if they're still going to do the retroactive punishments up until you know, this new rule changes, saying you know we're not going to take titles away, we're not going to take wins away, we're not going to vacate anything. They should get their 2019 Final Four taken away because they they played Silvio De Sosa, who mm-hmm. was very clearly ineligible. So. Uh, we'll see what happens on that front. And the only reason why that's pertinent around these parts is it would once again make Kentucky the winningest program in college basketball history, which is something they like. So, now uh, is that including the wins that they they still claim but but got vacated for because of Cal or whatever? I can't keep track. Oh, yeah. I don't. Well, they, I don't think they I don't, they haven't vacated any wins for Cal. Cal no, vacated stuff with UMass and Memphis. Yeah, but they, they, they Cal was the one where they the, the five hundred wins, but he really only had like four hundred. Like oh 30. yeah. Well, then Bayham had the same thing. He hit a thousand yeah. wins, then it was back, and then hit it again. They're like, should we celebrate this time? How, what, what the hell do we do here? Well, that, but it's we, why vacated wins we, is the dumbest punishment in the, in the world. Yeah. 
dumbest punishment. But Cal didn't even have 500 when they gave it to him. He had already been, those games had already been taken away. Is that what? It, yeah. And he, they were like, he's won his 500. I was like, he's at like 430. I don't care that it makes Cal look dumb. It, it's it's still the dumbest penalty of all time. And I said that before we started getting all of our trouble. I thought it was stupid acting like John Calipari didn't go to the national title game in in 2008. I thought it was stupid acting like. Yeah, the Fab Five didn't go to back-to-back national title games in the early 90s. I thought it was – I mean, it's, it's all stupid. We saw the games. You can still watch them on YouTube. They happened. It's dumb. Don't try to act like they didn't. Not like Larry Brown didn't coach in college basketball. Yeah, at a lot of places. Yeah, that's that, what I mean. That all, yeah. that all had to vacate their wins every like, time. Like, he still doesn't even claim that like, they try to act like he doesn't exist. He's still They're playing. Like, Larry who? I think Memphis, <laughs> the only reason Memphis skated on this thing is because Larry Brown said he wasn't going to come back as an assistant coach this year. If he was back, they would have probably banned him for the postseason. I mean, if you – I love Larry Brown, but I mean, if I was my favorite college team hired him, I'd just be like, no. Well, they got in trouble. And then right when he was like, I'm not coming back as an assistant, they got out. I mean, in the past, you'd be like, well, he's gonna, he's not going to stay long because that's what Larry does. He's going to get in trouble when he leaves because that's what Larry does. But he always usually wins, except for SMU. Yeah. Well, he won. They're, did he win? Did he? I don't think they went to the tournament, did they? Yeah, they did. They were like, they were did the last undefeated team one of those years. They got they lost to UCLA in that phantom. Um, goaltending call. The dude, like Bryce Alford, airballed that shot. They were like a, a five seed. And um, Bryce Alford airballed that shot. Dude reached up and grabbed it, and they called it goaltending. And that got him knocked out in the How first round. I do not remember that? They were good for a couple of years. And then he got in trouble. They were really good in Tim Jankovic's first year. And well, he then wasn't only there, but like two or three years probably, wasn't he? I want to say three or four. Yeah. I mean, um, he, Larry Brown doesn't stay places long. No. But they had even when he's good, even when he's successful and not cheating, like even with the Pacers, he doesn't stay anywhere long. Yeah, I mean they the one really good team he had was the second year, and then they were really good his third year, but they got banned from the, the tournament. But that's I remember, yeah, because that was the uh, Moutier. Uh, exactly, Emmanuel uh, Moutier. Because yeah. um, his first year they overachieved, but they didn't make the tournament. They were snubbed. Second year they were really good and got upset by UCLA. And his third year they were really good, but they were banned from the tournament, which is <sighs> what Larry does. Blacked that out of my mind for some reason. Texture says, does Clemson get fined every after every home game? No, they have some sort of uh, – this has come up before. Because they do storm the field. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. It's not storming the field. It's about the Paul. It's gathering at the Paul. They have some sort of, I guess, agreement with the ACC about not getting fined. Like it's a – I don't know. I mean, it's Clemson football. They can do whatever they want. The ACC is not going to to fine them. But no, the answer is no. They don't get fined. What – why are we even bothering with fines anymore? It's stupid. Has one school ever stopped it from happening because of fines? Probably not. I did love the Tennessee AD being like, we'll pay that damn fine, baby. And then the next day, they're like, we need money for the gold. Yes. And I, again, I know it's a sham. I thing, didn't read but- the head. See, all I saw the headline was for that. And the headline made me just like, I didn't want to read the article because the headline was. It's annoying. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee's asking fans to pay for fine for storming. I'm like, Really? I know the headline, it can't be 100% true of the story. Well, that's, what they, that's what they made it seem like. Yeah, because I, and I was like, when I saw the headline, I was like, this screams like clickbait headline. But it's true. I mean, that's, that's, like, what, that's how Tennessee is framing it. Now, I think it's it's a fake thing to just try to drum up extra donations in the wake of your biggest win in a long time. But that's how they the school actually framed it themselves, was we need money, we need money to, to buy goalposts. I mean, <laughs> we got another home game this weekend. That's not how McDonald's and the, uh, the bags were handing out, you know. If Tennessee played this weekend against UT Martin without goalposts, would anybody even care? They'd probably be like, fine. <laughs> they only took one goalpost, right? Can they go just one direction? I, don't, I thought they took them both. They took them both. Oh, also, like, I, I get that throwing them in the river is, is, Why do you take is a thing. Anyway? Why wouldn't you want to do the U of L Florida State thing and, like, Chop them up and keep them as as mementos. Didn't they? Didn't they? Didn't they leave most of it like in front of the library or something? I think the other made it to a frat. 
Yeah, they, you're right. I think you're one right minute about the to practice. Yeah. Yeah. Forest State one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I every year we play Forest State, and the story gets brought up. People will send me pictures. Like I was in the frat, and I've got I've got this piece still at my house, and all this stuff. I I think the Tennessee made Tennessee one made it to a frat too, at least part of it. And then they threw it in the river. I think. They threw some of it in the river. They threw oh. some of it, made it to a frat. But see, the Louisville, the Louisville Forest State one, that's old school. That's old school go post. You had to legitimately like pull down. Like, they yeah. Yeah, that week, you know, you kids today have, which is retractable. You'll never know the feeling of UK fans being up on that goal post, trying to pull it down as Devery Henderson pulls in a 80-yard bomb. <laughs> I had a friend who was on those goal posts. I like to blame alcohol, but was, I tried to get up on that damn thing, and it was not happening. It was like watch, it was like watching Winnie the Pooh try to get through the the rabbit's hole. I mean, it was. <laughs> I, I, again, I'm blaming it on alcohol because I was so hammered during that game. But uh, yeah, I probably could have been sober as a judge. Texas <laughs> going back. Uh, the Dodgers and Padres played six different series this year in the regular season, and the Dodgers won all six. Wow, that sucks. It's hard to be a team seven times. <laughs> it's hard to be a team seven times in the same season. <laughs> Texas, did you hear Chris Collinsworth last night? He said, quote, I don't know if I, I can I, read this. I saw that. Can I read this? I don't know if you can read it either. Did he say it on the air? I mean, this is technically, it's it's not. Can you bleep it around it? I don't think I can. There's a player named Landon Dickerson that was in this game last night. Yeah, he's the, the left hat, left guard, former center for Alabama, yeah. And Chris Collinsworth apparently said, how about if we get a little taste of Landon Dickerson coming right down your throat? Oh, yeah, because he's... <laughs> That's not that... Yeah. I mean, it's pretty bad. It's just not self-aware of what he's saying, yeah. I mean... <laughs> Problem uh, was, I think he probably said that after Dickerson missed like three straight blocks, too. Probably. He, he was up and down last night. Texas B.J. Flynn was Chris Redman wearing Converse All-Stars. They, they, they do look a lot alike. Or they did at least when they were college what? Hold on. Did he just compare B.J. Flynn to Chris Redman? They looked a lot alike. Okay. Here's the picture. Look. They, they, a lot of similarities. Do they? Okay. I was at least about, when they were playing in college. All right. I was thinking, because B.J. Flynn, I, listen, I like B.J. Flynn. He was, you know, the hustle guy. But, I mean, it's not comparing him to Chris Redman. I mean. Come on. I just remember that the Cats played Georgia the week before they played the Cards. They maybe beat up a little bit. At least I hope so. No, because they'll sit there by halftime when they're down 40. I mean, we also played Clemson and NC State the two weeks before. NC State's already banged up, though. At quarterback, at least. The defense yeah. is still good. Should be good. Not good enough. Yeah. Been good enough against us recently. They, they, haven't, they haven't been brocked yet. Texas, I still have yet to hear why Brom will kill it here. He had three losing seasons in a row before last year. He barely runs the ball. Sell him to me. He's looking at back-to-back nine-win seasons. Do you really need me to talk any more about it? At Purdue. Is it all Is it all about just running the ball for you? If that's the case, then you should be plenty happy with Satterfield. I mean, Patrick brought up, I guess the tweet was out there, this is the six-year anniversary of them firing the Darrell guy, who was the coach before, who went 9-33 and 33 before yeah. he got there. Like He's done pretty well for himself. I mean, he's the best coach they've had since Joe Tiller. Oh, no question. And he trust me, I don't. And unfortunately, he didn't. Get, he never got Kyle Orton or Drew Brees as his quarterbacks like Tiller did either. They have. He's had a like a crazy run of bad luck with injuries, and still. Oh, and it's an understatement. That uh, 2019 Rondale Moore and his starting quarterback got hurt on the same play. They were down like their fourth quarterback injury. that year. It was a it was a yeah. wild thing. I mean, he's had quarterback injuries. He's had kids just quitting, learning, not wanting to have read and write, and leaving the team. I mean, it's <laughs> where is Milton right now? I like. I didn't even mean to word it that way. I was like, that just yeah. I don't know where he is. Get him on the team. Get can somebody him. find Milton Wright, please? Bring him to Louisville. We'll, we'll take him. Does he have like a GPS on his phone? We can spot it or something. We'll get him academically eligible. He's fine. 
Texas, I know I knew someone named Taryn O'Donnell, and she married a guy with the last name Tino, so her name is Tarantino. Nice. That's pretty good. That's some Marcy Darcy stuff. That's a good one. Texas, I pray to God that no one ever blesses Trevor with a child. He would be an absolute bleep parent, and we already learned that he would make a bleep spouse, so we have nothing to worry about. Thank God. Well, that's mean. Well, yeah, I, I just I, I'm. It's like your opinion, man. Texas, one of the special guests is Rick Pitino. That'd be funny. Or Tom George. <laughs> what would the reaction be? If Rick Pitino came out. The reaction amongst the fan base. I mean, you forget. Like it, it's all based on where you are in the moment, right? When the when like, the like alcohol wise based no 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 moment, like, like like the way that the fans feel about like like Rick Pitino got a rousing ovation when he was on the big screen for the Notre Dame game back in January. I don't think the same thing would have happened if like Chris Mack had been killing it. If we were like undefeated at that point in time or like you know ranked in the top five or something like that and beating Notre Dame handily, they put Pacino up on the big screen. Some people might have booed. There was a lot of applause. I don't think it would not have been the way that it was. Why do you think that? I mean, because I would think if Mack was killing it, there'd be more reason to, to cheer Pacino because it's like water under the bridge. We're good. We're winning. We're not big matching. picture. Yes, but in that moment, like at a game, I think that Mack, everybody being so upset with him. And desperate for the glory days of Rick Pitino, just made seeing Rick Pitino like an eruption of applause. And I think if you remember, like back in February when when those the the bring Tom Jurich rumors back started, right? It yeah. was a it was a it was something that was wildly popular with a lot of the fans. And then, like Josh heard, they get Kenny Payne. The recruiting success with football starts. The spring sports are having a lot of success, and then it becomes something that's not popular with the fan base anymore like they're, they're put off with bringing Tom Jurich back and like that sentiment changes wildly I think if you bring if you brought like Patino back now nobody would know how to react because they're still waiting to see how Kenny Payne does they're still waiting for that and also I think people are still kind of feeling out Josh Hurd like it's just crazy how these things if Josh Hurd and I don't think he will be but if he is like like a, a flop and, and makes moves that are wildly unpopular, you'll see people who are like, we've got to bring Tom George back. Like that, it's going to happen again. It all goes to like where the fan base is in that moment. We are a fickle breed. It's who we are. It's what we do. But right now, I don't think bringing back Tom George would would uh would go over. Great. We're getting Luke Fickle. <laughs> We're getting Luke Fickle. <laughs> that's the uh, that's the takeaway there. That's what I heard. Texas, I hate to be that fan, but if six and six saves Satterfield, then I'll take five and seven. Where do you stand on that? I'm curious to hear your thoughts. We, we've talked about never pulling against our our, our team. No, I'm not pulling again. I, would you take I, one fewer win if it meant that Satterfield would definitely be gone? I don't think I have to root for it. I think I mean if, if he's if I want to if I answer the question though, I'm not going to root for us to lose the game. No. I'm sorry, I can't I'm not, do it. I can expect us to lose. I cannot be shocked when we lose, but I won't root for us to lose. If it I mean, if I were like all knowing and knew that Scott Satterfield was going to be a disaster for us moving forward, if we kept him after six and six, then obviously that changes things. I think that it's not going to go well for us if we keep Scott Satterfield around. That's where I am. I think I've made that fairly clear, but I don't know. Like I'm just guessing, like everybody else. So with that being the case, I'm never going to root for Louisville to lose a game. Now, if if, if this were like I had some inside information. I knew there's some like skeletons in Scott Satterfield's closet that were going to come out sooner rather than later, or definitely at some point down the line, it was going to be a huge black eye for the school. Then maybe I'd feel differently. But right now, like all I'm doing is is speculating, and I don't think that 
think Louisville football is ever going to get where we want it to be with Satterfield as the head coach, but I don't know. I I, I could totally be wrong. I'm wrong all the time on the show. I can't remember if this was Tuesday or you weren't here when I said I gave the, the the spiel that the only time you're allowed to root for against your team to win a game is if you're a pro team and you want the first pick. I think that was the Rashawn did. Was that Rashawn? Yeah. Or so I always say like that's the only and unless unless you're telling me Louisville can get like the top recruit and who we want and lose then then maybe a, then I I can't say I would root against us. I'm just I'll be okay if we lose though maybe. Yeah, unless unless the benefits of losing clearly outweigh like the negatives, then I think you have to to, to root for your team. I think that's the way it goes. It's like, you know, when the Bengals were going through a whole the Don Shula days and they'd be 0 and 13 but they win two other last three or three last four. That's the Lions used to do me all yeah, the time. Yeah, you should I my Bengal fans friends that would just drive them insane and like then they'd go, "Oh, let's keep the coach now. Look, we we, we turned it on at the end of the year and like no, you just played against some teams that just gave up. Like um, um, you didn't, and now they have a better pick than you. Well, I, I'm not judging fans who 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 are saying this. Like the, the guy who texted in and said, "If it's me, I'm rooting for five and seven over six and six. I, I'm not judging you. Again, everybody can fan how they want to fan. I'm just I can't do it. Well, Trevor, how is rooting for your team to lose so you get the first pick different than rooting for your team to lose so you get a better coach? Because there's guarantees of the first pick. There's not guarantees. With yeah, there's yeah. There's that's what I would. That's what I would say. There's not that much of a guarantee with the first pick. Plus, if, if the yeah, coach, but you, if, you know you're getting the pick. If the coach is as bad as I, if the coach is in a situation that's so bad that I'm like debating whether you can root for or against your team to win, then I think the coach is going to do his good job that I expect, and they're going to lose anyway. Well, if the team you're rooting against is bad enough to maybe get the first pick anyway, why would you root for them to lose? I don't know. You've confused me. I'm doing the Cardinal Insider today. <laughs> <laughs> he's laughing. You're not going to get him. He's he's in his world. He's good. I mean, I can do basically what you're just like doing. You're like you're swinging things around. I'm like, no, just listen. Just don't root for your team to lose if you're a college fan, okay? Texas says, I want to have a rooting interest in, in crazy SEC football. I obviously can't pull for UK. Who is the people's champ of the SEC? I would have gone with Georgia, but Vanderbilt. I can't bandwagon a team that just won. Yeah, it's Vandy. Van- Vanderbilt. Be a Vanderbilt fan. Get on get on the Enjoy those fifty five nothing yeah. losses every week. <laughs> and, and be mad that you missed the, the two years that Franklin was there. Crazy <laughs> SEC football. <laughs> Section says if Sat goes six and six, I'm disgustingly okay with it. Of course, that's my sentiment with basketball and football for the past couple of years. They're crazy with Louisville winning, going six wins in Disgustingly basketball? okay with it is, I think, the, the proper way to frame it. Like, I'm not okay with it, but I can see where people are given the, the strength of schedule uh, and, like, the, the other. Well, uh, at this uh, point, 66 uh, yeah. is, like, a pipe dream almost, dude. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's. When does six and six stop being enough? Two years ago. It's the fair, it's a fair question. I mean, I, I think that it's it's kind of how it's been the topic of the season, man. Like you know, we we talked about it when the show started. At some point, like you've got to start expecting more. We've got to start respecting ourselves a little bit more. I I said I would keep him at seven and five, and I'd be okay with it. I said I would not keep him at six and six, but I do think he stays. And five and seven, anything worse, I I'll be upset if you keep him at that point. The I I guess the hope is that this is the last kind of one of those. Mediocre is okay, but the problem with that is next year, unless you just kill it in the transfer market, you're probably going to be worse on paper than you are this year. You can't just rely on this recruiting class to be a bunch of kids that are, are ready to come in and play right away as true freshmen and just light, set the world on fire. Like, that's I mean, not the way Ruben the college Owens football probably works. the only one that would be an impact. Ruben Owens, I assume, would play right away. I mean, maybe some of the yeah, – you know, John Jamore, I think, would, would clearly be good enough to, to get some reps at wide receiver. We've had separation issues. We've had – 
I think, weapon issues on the outside. I think he would play right away. Yeah, he would. Some of the other guys would probably get some reps. But, like, also, it's not just about playing right away. It's about being able to play and, like, win at a high level right away. I, I don't think that's going to happen. And I think fans would be upset about that. But if you're just putting all your chips on Satterfield and this staff being good enough to get this program to, like, 9, 10, 11 wins in 2024, 2025, that's a hell of a gamble because we don't have – we don't have very much evidence at this point that proves that they're capable of doing that. And we won't have any more if we finish the season going six and six. Well, that's understandable because it's only year five. Well, four, but Same difference. we'd be going like, at a year like seven. It feels like, it just feels we've, that was, why you got ruined my sarcastic joke, Mike? Well, because it wasn't accurate, but that's okay. You know, I don't believe in numbers. I know. <laughs> Texas says all of y'all are lying. Every last one of us rooting for a coaching change have most definitely rooted for a loss. Those last two games come to mind. I, I, Again, I'm not. You I'm don't not, have to lying. root for a loss. You can accept it. Like the crack door dooms, I wasn't rooting for us to lose. I just knew we were going to anyway, though. Like I didn't. I didn't but I'm not going to sit there. And, uh, if we were, if we were had a chance to beat Rutgers or, or we get revenge on Rutgers game, the, the Rutgers six and six game, I still I was rooting for us to win. Yeah, we did. At least I think I was. I was pretty pretty messed up that game. I was too. Trevor, every time we talk about this, you always talk like who you're rooting for has an effect on the outcome of the game. It does. Every time. <laughs> it's how fandom works. Yeah. You're always like, you don't know what it, well, I, mean, I don't have to root for them to lose because they're going to lose anyway. Like, well, I mean, think about <laughs> that. how it works. When you pick one team and not have like five or six, you know, it's, it's, he's, you, you know, you, you feel like you, you're important to the fan. Like when you're just jumping from state to state over here, like you're, you know, uh, you know, on parole trying to avoid being arrested. <laughs> Texas was the mean texter to TK just now. His ghosted pen pal finally responding to him. <laughs> Trevor, you're down there. My mom. <laughs> I wish I could remember the pen pal who that was. Texas has new idea for field storming. <laughs> Have Paul Rogers go down to midfield after a big win. We all wait in the stands with him, and then we call it meet at the Paul. Oh, I like that. That's no, I a- thought you did meet at the beak. Well, yeah, but like that's not. T- we, we, this would piss off Clemson fans, though, because they gather at the Paul. Oh, okay. We'd be gathering at the Paul. And it'd be even better. Should Our, we also run down a hill too? No. Did you see the new uh, the Louisville equipment verified Instagram? They tweeted just like it was just like a bird eye. I saw that. I don't know what it means. <laughs> it makes you almost think they're gonna put like just the bird eye on the helmet and have like a yellow face mask. That's what I saw somebody saying. I like that because this is a it's this is the it's not the blackout game. They're doing that I think next week against Wake. But it's home. Did we already have a color out game this year? We had red out. We have red. We had two outs this year. Red out for the season opener against Florida State. You've already made your thoughts in the snow. You made your thoughts in the snow when we <laughs> talked about it the last time. I know you've forgotten, but you, no, I remember. People remember where you were. Eh. I, I think the blackouts for the Wake Forest game, which kind of sucks now that we found out this game this weekend's an eight p.m. kickoff, and the three thirty game is the Wake Forest game. We you don't know. You can't figure it out. No, I'm just saying we so we put we do red out against a team that wears red, and we're gonna wear a blackout against a team that wears black. Just wake, yeah, wake, wake, wake does wear black, but Pitt does too. But Florida State doesn't wear red. Just so we're they clear. wear garnet. They wear burgundy. They wear garnet, not burgundy. Burgundy. All the fancy names you want. Let's take a break. When we come back, we can try to get to your text. We'll also pick the uh, the, the Monday night game tonight, as well as the uh, game five. I'm on Austin Eckler. Twenty eight points, baby. The Yankees and the Guardians. Before we do though. Reminding you, if you have financial needs, there's only one place to go here in the city. It's First Bankers Trust. Visit them online at firstbankerstrust.com so you can find about all, find out all about how they work with each client individually to help you meet your financial goals. 
At First Bankers Trust, they offer you a wide range of services, including investment management, trust and estate services, philanthropic services, and financial planning. Again, find out more by going to firstbankerstrust.com. Winning more than six games, doubling your money, getting recruits to live alive. It all starts with one thing. It's trust. First Bankers Trust. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap the show. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 961 The Big X. I don't know if this was your intention, but it's amazing that you've gotten six songs that sound so similar. Well, like, they're all the Caribbean. It's the Caribbean. The, the background music. You could have convinced like an alien that this was the same song, or somebody like I didn't like speak English. They'd be like, same song. Get out of my dreams. Where are you gonna go to though? Get, Get into, into my car. car. Oh, my first. Get in the backseat, baby. Get in the backseat, baby. Well, yeah. How easy do you think she is? So good. I mean, come on, dude. Come on, Billy. At least, like, you know, open the door for her. I know you love this. He's just like, get out of my dreams and get in the backseat. I mean, I, I, I'm the bad spouse over here. I know you love this. <laughs> I have a new email from the U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers. They discovered <laughs> counterfeit driver's license in an inbound package at Louisville's Port of Entry on October 12th. Counterfeit. Kind of Driver's license? Inside, officers found a total of 1,094 U.S. driver's license identification cards, five Australian driver's license identification cards, two Canadian driver's license identification cards, and two United Kingdom driver's license identification cards. This is easily the lamest one of these that I've gotten to this point. (laughs) Usually it's like big-time drugs. We've had like counterfeit jerseys. We've had stolen watches. Now we're getting to IDs. What What does Canadian driver's license look like? It's just like a hockey puck. <laughs> With your picture in the Well, middle. I mean, their money's goofy enough looking. I wonder if their licenses are any different. Props to the uh, Border Patrol, Patrol keeping us safe from fake driver's licenses. Was there names on these licenses, or are they just blank? I mean, I assume that there were names on them. I think they were intended for specific people. Like for underage kids? I don't know. Maybe people just trying to become citizens of the United States illegally. Okay. But then why would they have Canada? Because somebody's... Trying to be illegal Canadian citizens. <laughs> illegal English citizens. Really? As well. Some people are sneaking into Canada? Just two people, apparently. <laughs> Just two. <laughs> did you say, like, did you say British? Two uh, United Kingdom as well. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's Just, sneaking over to the United Kingdom. Two people are. You ever heard anybody be like, I'm a, I need to stay. I want to become a citizen of the United Kingdom. I, I got to sneak in. Well, not like an American, but <laughs> I think they have an immigration uh, debate as well. Nobody Ta- in Ireland saying it. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Sex Line. Texture says, Trevor makes up a fictional UK fan. You ask any UK fan about checkerboards, they're all, they're all either neutral or they hate them. Nobody defends the checkerboards. Oh, well. The secretariat crap came from Barnhart, and the fan base immediately rejected the rationale. That's what I've heard, too. I've had listened to Texture's on KRC defend. Give me that. Well, okay. You have personal experience. Yeah. I feel like everybody that I know hates it. That's a UK fan. I mean, the majority of them hate it. They just don't want to be made fun of by a Louisville fan for it, either. 
Yeah, I can see that. And so that's when they get defensive for it, even though they hate it. Texas, what if uh, Satterfield came out and crammed it at the slam dunk contest at Louisville Live? I say we would just keep him for another week. What was he cramming? A dunk. That actually would be hilarious. Texas, I root for Auburn in the SEC. They remind me of us. A pain in the ass, crazy rival. What? I don't have that. I mean, I don't root for SEC. I don't like the SEC. How would you root for, I mean, you root for an SEC? Because the texture came in. He was like, I want to get involved in the SEC. I want to have my own team. So he's not a Louisville fan. He's not a fan. I mean, he just wants like a rooting interest. I don't know. I mean, texture says... Trevor may not make a great parent, but I guarantee he makes a fantastic fun uncle. A little too fun, maybe. I'm a good parent. All you helicopter parents out there, I mean, come on, man. Do you know what helicopter parent means? Yeah, it's when you're just hovering over the kid. It means you're overly involved in their activity. Yeah, and it's just, let the kid breathe, man. You don't need to be, so what, you want to light a J in front of a little two-year-old? He's not going to notice. It's not going to hurt him. <laughs> Oh, my bad. Go ahead. Trevor was telling me about somebody that trusted them with his kid, like, as recently as this weekend. Yeah. Oh, God. My buddy went to the UK game, so he's left his, his kid over. He's, like, six or seven. So, I don't know. Something like he talks. But your mom was there, too, right? Yeah. I trust Nancy with my kid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the guy who was mean to you earlier. You don't trust me, but you don't. <laughs> you the, the guy who was mean to you earlier said, sorry, I was mean. I blacked out for two minutes after he went on his rant about how fathers aren't important. That's a ridiculous thing to say. Okay, first of all, you don't have to apologize to me. You can be mean all you want if I piss you off. He can take it. And second, uh, I never said fathers aren't important. Now, I guess to me they're irrelevant because I never had one, but uh, but I don't think they're not. I, I never in, in made them imply that. Texas says, I don't know where this comes from. Just, that just, I mean, that, that's a long line of things that we've read on here. It just says Tim Couch is on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do with that? They did have him in the booth for the uh, old Mississippi State game. Oh, is that why? Did people see him and he was like jacked? I guess. I didn't know. I didn't realize. I, see, was... I, saw, I saw a picture of Tim did Couch. He, did he get kicked out of the league for steroids? Did he? He was taking, he got, he got, he failed two drug tests with the Packers. I know that. So I saw a picture of Tim Couch over the summer playing golf with Will Levis that was floating around social media. And he is, like, he's huge. Like, he looks like the Hulk. Like, he's enormous. Well, I mean, it's... Like he was a big guy before, but he's... He's, he was always, yeah, he's always a big dude. You'd think he'd be getting a pot belly by this point, though. He did make... He did have to take a, a shot at Bill Curry, though. God, he is jacked. Patrick, show me a picture of him now. He, does look, he looks like a kettle he, loader. Now. He did take a shot at Bill Curry when they asked him about playing for Leach, and he goes, it was... It was great, especially after the, the, the guy before him, Bill Curry, maybe run the option. I, mean, I would too if I was him. I'm like, <laughs> it's one of the stupidest things I've ever seen in my entire life. As a little fan, it was the only time I liked Bill Curry. It was hilarious. It was so great. I was like, don't get rid of Bill Curry. <laughs> Texas, Chris Collinsworth has been spending a little too much time with Mike Tirico. Ooh. What did Mike Tirico do? Tirico's kind of like a sexual predator. When? I met He's him. in that book. What book? The book that came out about ESPN a few years ago. Well, I met him. Oh, they were going to say like the Jerry Epstein book or something. I was like, Patrick met him. He said he liked him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that solidifies the, the accusations or not. Texas Brown might not run the ball, but at least you can see the maturation of his quarterbacks and the playbook getting bigger from a quarterback's year one versus year four. It's not going to be said for that. I mean, we have seen Malik kind of look like the same guy, at least up until now, as he did in 2019, 2020, and 2021. 
playbook has looked mostly the same. I mean, Rashawn brought this up last week. And I, I couldn't think of hardly think of it. He's like, he dared me to name one player, at least especially offensively, that has improved under Satterfield in his four years. It's a fair point. I think a lot of people. I can't. It's hard. I mean, I don't. The think offensive line's definitely gotten better, but that's about it. In the, I guess, yeah. In the last three games, Jeff Brom's freshman walk-on running back has had 54 carries for 316 yards and three touchdowns. I think that was uh, against a lot. It's a long way of saying suck it. That was, that was that's quite the, yeah that's the uh, that's a response for sure. Uh, Texas, in my opinion, Louisville football is sort of in a win-win right now. If they win, cool. If they lose, well, one step closer. Certainly one way to look okay. at it. I mean, that's, <laughs> I don't know how to exactly uh, register that, but all right. Texas says word on the street is half. I don't know. Oh, one of the series, half of those people had the name of Trevor Kelsey on their IDs. <laughs> what are, were the, well, what are what were the names? I, I would like to know that. I just, I mean, cause I, 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 my mind like goes to like uh, Dallas Buyers Club when he's like bringing all the prescriptions in and he just gives them all cowboy names. He's like, these are all Dallas Cowboys. He's like, that's a coincidence. It was between that or Muhammad. <laughs> Mom's most common name in the world. Read a book. Mom, it is. Text says Trevor is a good uncle. Hey, little Johnny, can you bring your uncle Trev the lighter? Yeah, how's that bad? I can see that happening. I sent the kid in there to grab me a mellow yellow a couple times. Text says Trevor just said he would light up a blunt in front of children, so he's deflecting. He said joint, to be fair. I said Jay. Very, very different. <laughs> yeah, thank you. There's a difference. A pen. I mean, he's a two year old. <laughs> I mean, what the hell? He doesn't know anything. I mean, Texas Trevor didn't know you had to add postage when mailing your pen pal. <laughs> no, that's not true. I did add a stamp. I'm not. I'm, I'm unlike unlike our intern. I do know what a letter is. Uh, <laughs> podcast uh, po- podcast Trevor, aka Danny. One time when he's like, I think that he was either married. He's I know he's living with his now wife. I don't know if they were married or they were still just dating at this point. But he kept getting this, like, he just mailed something, and he kept getting the letter back. And he was just, like, finally, like, the, the fifth time, he's like, what the? And, like, the mailman finally had to, like, knock on his door and was like, you're putting the stamp on the wrong side. <laughs> and his wife had to be like. Goes on the left. N- what? No. Goes on the right. Goes on the right. I knew it went on the right. Yeah. No, it goes on the far left, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. It goes on the, it goes on the right. I hope you're joking. The stamp goes on the top right. That's why the pen pal never That's got it. That's why the pen pal never got it. There, there you go. No, wait. <laughs> but his wife goes, Dan, this is not a normal mistake, was the way that she phrased it. I'm like, yeah, that's the only proper response. Though. I disagree. I think it is a normal mistake. <laughs> you two have much more in common, I mean, even than I originally thought. I wonder, I mean, I said, didn't know my dad. I wonder, what's Trevor. Katie's dad's name? Texas <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> like little Johnny at Show and Tell. This is my Uncle Trev's, and he's holding up a military-grade bong. <laughs> He keeps it in the kitchen. Okay. Um, MLB playoffs tonight. We got game five between the Yankees and the Guardians. 707 first pitch over there on TBS. Um, winner, all the other series are already done. So we already have the NLCS set. We know who's the uh, other team in the ALCS. But tonight, uh, we're going to find out who the fourth team to make it is. Yankees riding a little momentum after winning game four. TK, who you got? Yankee Stadium for all the marbles. Um, the Indians let it slip out of their fingers too. They should have taken advantage of when they went up two one. That that's it's gonna cost them. Yankees win tonight. Yeah, Yankees too. Moving on. That was the, that, that was their opp- the window was open, the chance was there. 
and now it's gone. You blew it. You blew it. You had it in your hands, and you blew it. Yeah, I was thinking more like uh, Billy Madison. You blew it. Uh, ESPN tonight, eight fifteen. I don't know why the NFL keeps subjecting us to primetime Denver Broncos football. I don't know. They thought they were going to be good, like I did to begin. I don't know what's going on, but the Broncos are on the road taking on the Chargers. Chargers are a four-point favorite. Again, eight fifteen kickoff on ESPN. TK, who you got? It's it's at Denver though, right? <laughs> at uh, LA. Oh, it is. What the, well, Denver's club more fans there. Um, this one's I, I'm not. I don't know if I'm sold completely on the Chargers right now. Brandon Staley, I don't know. And they've been. I think the Chargers win this game, but it's what was the spread? Three and a half, four, four. Then the Denver covers. Take Denver on the points. Inter Patrick, who you got? Chargers. I got Chargers winning and covering. Chargers win, but don't cover. There you go. Uh, everyone enjoy the, the football slash baseball or just the unseasonably cool weather. Or you can tonight. watch wrestling. Or you can watch wrestling tonight. Was it Raw's War? Yeah, it hasn't been Raw's War since since that, my pen pal was ignoring me. But yeah. Check out Raw's War tonight uh, or enjoy football or baseball. It's your whole multitude of activities out there. Or go to a pumpkin patch. Do whatever you want. Have a fantastic Monday night. Spend time with the wife and kids so you can ditch them on Sunday. Spend time with the wife and kids. That's not how it works. Wait, wait. Spend time with the wife and kids. I'm going to go home and be like, I spent time with you on Sunday. I'm not hanging out with you guys tonight. I'm done. I don't see. What's the problem with that? Everyone enjoy your Monday nights. We're back here tomorrow at 3 o'clock. We'll see you then. People are so sensitive. Out of my dreams.